Attention, this is a matter of national security. After a meteorite crashed into the New Jersey Turnpike, the following digital audio transmission from the You Watch I Listen podcast was intercepted by NASA scientists in the year 2019. The You Watch I Listen podcast is about to start. Sit down, listen close, and try not to die. The You Watch I Listen podcast starts now. Home Depot uh, in Kansas had to be evacuated for a bomb threat. Oh, fuck you. Yeah. Oh, take it out, take it out. <laughs> yeah, oh, suck it nice and slow. <laughs> Couple other really funny news stories. Kenny G. <laughs> Who the fuck is Kenny G? The fucking clarinet player. Oh, suck it nice. <laughs> what did he do wrong? He's being Charles Manson all weird. In the middle of it, he cuts her off and goes, Oh, fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, take it out, take it Dude, out. Dude, now I see why people followed Charles Manson. He was very straightforward. Yeah, he had the right idea. Time for the You Watch I Listen podcast, and always remember, don't sniff it, just do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I I feel like that that's that works. Yeah, I mean, it's research professionals that we test out ideas like while we're recording an episode. Who gives a fuck? And this anyway. is episode forty-two of is You 42? Watch I Listen. Uh, I'm gonna change things up. Josh, how was your week? Uh, week was good. Did, uh, you, I did, yo, a, lot, you, I did you, a lot of engineering this week. Yeah, I hit, yeah. I hit the microphone. Good, yeah, that was awesome. You did a lot of engineering. A lot of engineering this week. And it's going to show on the on the show this week. I don't know why I can't hear you. I can't hear you at all either. But it's fine. Yeah. I'm not worried about. Did you it. unplug your mic? No. Okay, there you no, go. No, there you are. You had to turn. Yeah, I think you're not speaking into the right spot on the mics. Mics is mics is there. Now I can hear you. Okay. So yeah, you did some very good vid- video engineering work. Um, do you have anything to say about that? On the um, you know, you did some stuff. So why yeah, you tell us? Why don't you tell us what you did? Yeah, what did you do? It's a pint of poop. <laughs> was on <a> purpose. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. That oh was so God. necessary and unnecessary. I need it, it. That was him talking about our podcast, too. He said I we are... I don't like you. I don't like to keep up with your podcast. <laughs> I don't like oh, audio. it's Wasm, dude. <laughs> that fucking weirdo. <laughs> Following you, please return. No, <laughs> not <laughs> fucking that. loser. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Uh, Taylor, how was your week? Uh, long way, uh, long work week. About average about twelve hours a day, but you know, nothing too interesting. No, I mean, well, least. you're just not a very interesting person in general. I'm very interesting. Um, so I think the way we're going to start the show from now on is after we do this whole thing is I'm going to ask how your week is. I'll say how my week is, and I'm going to tell you who we're having a better week than, no matter how shitty our stuff is. So I, yeah, my, my I, I week was um, was fine. I had some terrible gas from like Monday to Thursday from a vegetarian chili I had for dinner. Yeah, I texted, not, me I texted it, Taylor because like it's so I was I was eating this vegetarian chili and it's fantastic, but every day from Monday. To Thursday around seven thirty, my butthole would start getting warm, and then there's just these things How leaking, warm? Out. like warm enough where I thought there might be a problem. And, <laughs> you, yo, you were leaking, dude, dude. No, that was the thing. I was trying to hold it, and they were just lingering out. Lingering. And literally, I texted Taylor and I said, "Yo, 
I'm a little concerned that something inside of me died because <laughs> this is the worst smell I've ever had come out of me in my fucking life. So, uh, not very good on my part, but you know who we're having a better week than, guys? Who are we having a better week than? Luke Perry. Oh. <laughs> what happened with this? Uh, Luke Perry, uh, star of uh, Beverly Hills 90210 and now Riverdale, which is extremely popular, had a, a massive stroke, and he's in a medically induced uh-huh. coma. So, we're definitely having a better week than him. I would have to agree. We're also having a better week than one Cody Garbrandt, who got knocked out for the third time in a row last really? night. Because he fought like a fucking moron again. The did lowest he, did, did fight Did he just I start could... swinging like an yeah, idiot? Yeah, he did the same thing. Starts brawling. So, yeah, he's a scumbag, and we are definitely having a better week than Tyrone Woodley after using, losing the UFC welterweight title last yeah. night. Um, also having a better week than Robbie Lawler. Uh, yeah, you know what? Robbie's got no shame the, in the, the loss the like fact, that. Well, I was going to say, so I missed the entire pay-per-view, and I watched the sure. end in the press conference, and I say, even though it was a bad decision, Robbie took it like a champ. Yeah, you he's, know, a, it, he's, a, he's a professional. It, he's, was, it was still nice to see Ben Askren get his first win in the UFC, no matter not how just, controversial not just, the decision not just, is. Not just win the UFC, he took an ass whooping before he landed the submission he got dumped on his head and it could have been just as easily stopped when Robbie was beating the fuck out of him so right. major heart and perseverance from Ben Askren which was fantastic but um so, yeah go. I mean uh, why don't we jump in and do these picks and I think or do our reviews because I think we should do the albums first because technically there's two with the one you gave me and the landlord challenge yeah um so I guess I'll go first um, being Logic's under pressure, so I was not. I I knew who Logic was. I'd seen him. Um, I wasn't. Re- I never really listened to any of his music. Well, he really blew up over that, uh, like the uh, the suicide prevention song that he put out, the one eight hundred song. Oh yeah, and, and his people last got album. mad that I made a joke about yeah, that. Yeah, uh, I was one of them, and I was oh, whatever. Sorry, <laughs> and it was um. Uh, and it was uh, his album, Everybody. He's, sure. he's since released music since then, but this is probably my favorite And from he him. is interracial and... Um, biracial. <laughs> We're not doing again, this again. That's a serious question. Can you be biracial and have interracial? I, I mean, how else would you well, do I it? Well, I mean, but but because you're biracial, is it interracial? I would think so, no, because you're, one, you're so, one in the same. But then you're claiming the person is either more white or more black, and that's not really fair to do. I'm, listen, I'm not here to argue semantics. I'm okay. here to find out what you feel <laughs> so, about his fucking um, album. Logic under pressure. Um, so, <sighs> all right, go ahead. A, no, I don't want to shit on it because he can rap. He's a very, very good rapper. Fantastic. His flow is good. He can spit. The beats on it are awesome. But there is something that is lost for me on this kind of music because. I I don't feel anything of it. There's no. Okay. I don't feel like I, I understand the things he's trying to talk about, but this kind of rap doesn't speak to me. I like angry rap. I like when they're talking about the. I don't Marshall like this, Mathers LP Eminem. Yeah, like yeah, where he's pissed saying. off. I don't yeah. like this this woke rap, which is what this is, and I understand the purpose of it, but it's woke. It's, it's very not woke. It's it's trying to be woke. It, it's, it, it's not. not if it's not maybe it's not trying to be woke. Right. But it's woke. There's a reason white people it. like it so much. Let's be fair about this. No, it, it, because listen, it's good. That's because oh, so black people don't. No good music. Woke? That's not. That has nothing to do with <laughs> is race. That, Josh, is that what he just said? You're the one who fucking said I like it because it's good music. You fuck. <laughs> Someone okay. finds out a soundbite and he figures it out. Fuck you. Uh, so okay. So you apple he, whore. He has he has talent, no doubt. The opening song after the intro, which I don't give a rating because it's just not. Really I, a song. I actually I love the intro. It's I a good love the whole intro. Piano um, thing. Yeah. Soul food's a very good song. Um, and I didn't. There was only one song on this I I straight up hated, which was Nikki. That is a horrendously well, awful douchebag song. Th- that, well, he, he's. He's talking about his addiction to cigarettes, and that's Nikki nicotine. That's what he's talking about the whole time. Wh- whatever Nick, it was like about, Nick, like Nikki's always riding with. He him. should keep nicotine. smoking, because, he because rather than stop. record that song, that song stunk. But 
I will say, I gave a bunch of twos. I okay. gave a, a couple threes. Uh, the best songs in the album were Soul Food, this Soul first Food's real great. song. Uh, Buried Alive is a good song. Buried Alive is great. Uh, Metropolis is a good song. Metropolis Those are my favorites. I gave twos to I'm Gone. Gang. Re- it, it's just hard for me when there. It doesn't feel like I. I feel like he doesn't care about what he's rapping about. G- gang related. It's hard to judge for me, and because it's such a heavy double time. Like he, he just goes and goes and goes and From goes. From any technical yeah. standpoint, the beats are really good, but there's just something there no, I, that I'm, just, I'm saying it doesn't mesh. For that, for that song particular, and I do, I do definitely agree with you that it's hard to understand and sure. find what he's talking about because, like I said, it's hard to understand a double time. When it, yeah. I know I could, under, I could understand what he was talking about, but the problem was I didn't feel what he was talking about. Like you know when you no, hear certain, you can't relate. No, that and that's part of it, but I can't necessarily relate to like shit like Thirty Six Chambers or Elmatic. But I felt the passion that was is comes through on things like that, yeah. and I don't really feel it on something like this. And maybe I'm out of touch with modern rap, which I am entirely willing to admit. I will. Try Chalk it up to that, and that's all it is. It, to it. It's it by no means is it trash. I can't yeah. say it's trash. I would call it on my own personal taste. It's lame. What? A, it's cornball. All oh, right, fine. I, I, I find it cornball. Like it's, not. it's I I can't say it's corny, but for me personally, it, you know, some, sometimes you find things corny that other people won't find yeah, corny. It's just how it works with certain things. Like you like Kevin Hart, I think he's a cornball. I do understand. Yeah, no, so I get that's it. that's one of these things. But as far as talent goes, rapping wise, he's probably better than half the guys I've heard that have come out in the last oh, ten years. Th- there, there's no so question. So I can't shit out. Him. But the album as a whole, be- and again, I don't want to like shit on it, but it's like a two out of five for me because it wasn't trash, but it wasn't anything that I could go back and say, yo, this song, besides Soul Food, which is the only one that got added to my playlist, there was nothing there that captured me at any point Dude. besides Soul Food. Okay, so what, what, did, what did you grade at the title track, Under Pressure? Because I think it's about a nine minute song. Two minutes. Two. Two. I gave it a two. two. I wish it was two minutes. Yeah. You gave it a two? Yeah, it stunk. Why? It How was, I did it stink? Okay, maybe stunk something. Works so word. fucking it's, much. My greatest fear is I'ma die alone. How do you fucking? That's such a great verse, dude. And, but I also I didn't like at the end of each one. It, it seemed like it was a lot of. This is the other thing. There's um, a lot of phone dialing at the end. Hyping himself up. Talk about how hard he works. And that like that was like the entire idea of this album. And one or two songs is fine, but at the end of each song, um, I usually never work on a, a single, like that recording that's going on. I get what he was trying to do, but it comes off as kind of patting Logics, yourself on the back. Logic's record was recorded yeah. at... Yeah, yeah I know, it's I know a lot of saying. patting yourself on the back. And after one or two songs, fine. But every song where you're giving yourself that, like, look how hard you worked, buddy. I see where the criticism comes from. I don't necessarily agree, but I see. I doesn't. Yeah, it's. I, I. I would never tell anyone he sucks. He does not suck by any means. No, I, I cannot say that. It's just not. Does not connect with me. Okay, and for those reasons, that's fine. Um, so the so, other album, oh yeah, was the, the Landlord Challenge, uh, right. Third Eye Blind's debut album, and um, I had given her a lot of shit about Third Eye Blind over the years. Mm-hmm. I actually t- I took her to see them live once, and they were pretty good. And then I listened to this album, and I was shocked at how much I actually liked it. Yo, it, dude. it's a fucking good it's album. Fucking great. The opening, opening up with the song "Losing a Whole Year," great. Narcolepsy is a fucking bang. And then I, what? See, the crazy thing about it is you have two uh, bona fide classics in "Semi Charmed." See, Life that's my and least Jumper. favorite song on it by far. "Semi Charmed no, Life" stinks. Well, listen, nine times out of ten, a single off a record is no, it doesn't yeah. fucking stink. Oh, Shut dude, up. no, on. it doesn't do, stink. Do, 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 it's a radio friendly single Can with the most gnarly lyrics on the whole fucking thing. I don't wanna hear you talk anymore. Oh my god, I'm convinced you hate fun and things that are fun. Song, that song isn't fun though. It's a song about doing fucking how, dope, and it's supposed to be fun. How could you sit there and tell me it's not fun with the with the jumpiest fucking thing? Because when I you listen to the lyrics, it's not fun. Okay, it's not fun. It sounds it's like a, fun to me. It's a shit song. But Jumper is killer. No, Jumper's Grad, graduate kind of stinks. That's like a two. It's I, average. I'm a big fan of how's it going to be. How's it going to be is really it's good. Fucking excellent. Um, I didn't give any song lo- besides Semi Charm Life lower than a two. Um, Burning Man was a two. Didn't love that one. Um, it was okay. I want you. I gave it two. But 
the way this album closes out with Motorcycle Drive-By yep. and Got a Line. Dude, it's fantastic. Holy for, shit. From, this, they, they paced it well. Well, yeah, absolutely. Like I said, the first two songs, Losing a Whole Year to mm-hmm. Narcolepsy, fours. They're fantastic. I was, I was so surprised I liked it as much as I oh, did. Oh, I, I was shocked now, how much I Now, liked. I had this thought on the way up because I was kind of listening to a couple other songs on the way up my, here. And might it, need to play the car crash. Taylor had a thought. It sounds like uh, <laughs> it sounds like Third Eye Blind is like that uh, that cover band that played at every bar. Well, they were, po- that, they were post-grunge. That got very good. You know yeah, what I mean? Correct. And that, that started making original music. Well, was like, also, oh, we oh, could actually do this. There was a lot of bands that came after Third Eye Blind right. that sounded like shitty Third Eye Blind. Right. Um, and so, Josh, you listened to it as well, correct? I did. What'd you think? Um, so I, you know, never really listened to Third Eye Blind other than sure? the radio hits. Yeah, of course. Uh, I was shocked when I listened to Narcolepsy. That's a banger. good of a fucking song it was. I was like, yo. Dude. It, that's a banging it, song. It blows dude. me away how great this record is. Yeah. And how, how, they'd have, how they didn't sustain that initial success. Yeah, you know and, what I mean? Well, like, that happens it's hard, a lot. Especially when you're... That, the whole album, and I wouldn't call it a concept album, but Not the album all. is very much about the struggles of addiction, the relationships you had before you were addicted, the relationships you got you, you developed when you were addicted, and then recovery, then relapse. That's what the whole album is about, pretty much. It does play somewhat like a... It's a themed you know, album. It, it Came out so late in the nineties, where ninety seven, ninety seven, yeah, yeah, where where music was really starting to change, like in terms of yeah, people's thank taste God for Creed. music, and, <laughs> 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 and, and you know, I think that things started really to move a lot more towards pop and hip hop. Uh, yeah, and no. a band like this that's like you said post grunge. Post grunge, it really has gonna... it lyrically or even more it, of like like the underground punk, like pop punk, punk well, rock. Li- that's when like, lyrically that they play too. like Pearl Jam and Soundgarden, Alice in Chains. Like when you think about their lyrics, and then but the musically is like the pop punk that we yeah. were talking about. Yeah. Um. So for me, this album was a four out of five. I was shocked at how much I liked it. It's a five out of five for me. Yeah. It, I, because they're, I, I, play, I, they're playing, they're touring with uh, Jimmy Eat World this summer. Jesus I'm pretty Christ. sure I'm gonna go. <laughs> I, 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 would, I like Jimmy Eat World. Jimmy Rolls, dude. I've seen them twice. They're fantastic. Yeah. Dude, I was gonna say the other thing I, I, I like I noticed was I was gonna say like yo the landlord has such a unique taste in music and all of it's great. Uh, Honestly, y- yes, all of it is great. <laughs> I want to move on, please. <laughs> gonna get myself in trouble. <laughs> um, I tried. I tried so fucking hard. I really did. All right, let's talk about the movie. And Josh, you watched the movie as well, which was the new. Academy Award-winning Best Picture, Green Book. Deservingly so. Yes. This, okay, so before I get into what I liked and what I didn't like, I'm going to give it a 10 out of 10. Dude, it, it deserves nothing to every dislike. bit of praise that it got and every bit of hate that it also got. Because you know why? The fucking assholes woke. I hate it. For no fucking reason. Well, they think they're being... Oh, they, they think that because they're woke that they can dictate what is and isn't quote-unquote racist. Listen, also, there's a tiny bit of bias coming from me because... Vigo is the greatest actor of all time. And so is Mahershala Ali. Ma- <laughs> Did you say it? You said it right? I said it right, yeah. Hey. When I was watching the Oscars. I said it wrong last week, too. <laughs> yeah. I, and I was so convinced that it was right. Yeah. When I was I'm watching like, the Oscars. Mahershala. When, when I was watching the Oscars and they were t- they, he won, I kept going, Mahershala, Mahershala, Mahershala. <laughs> Mahershala. I said it like <laughs> ten times in a row. And but. then when the landlord wakes up, I'm like, Mahershala! <laughs> I was so happy. I was happier about pronouncing it right than he was to win. <laughs> so keep going but about it. You're a Vigo fanboy, yes. It's very... Very much, it's very much a tale of two different lifestyles. But uh, sure. okay, listen, if I if I may be frank, usually the roles are reversed. Can I here. still be Dan? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Boo. Yeah, lame, lame as shit, Boo. dude. But you if. Know. I- 
but the role is very much a reversed here. Sure. You, listen, in all, it's in, reverse driving Miss Daisy. In, in, <laughs> in, 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 in retrospect, usually it's listen, it's the black guy driving the white dude yeah, around. Sure. This time, it's completely flipped. Not to mention, you said it before, Vigo would be perfect in The Sopranos. Oh my God! In this how, character, how dude. good of a guinea did he yeah, play? Yeah, Tony <laughs> Lip, dude, huh? he was Carmine from <laughs> The Sopranos, literally. Dude, it was so good. Dude, uh, the first twenty minutes, a hot dog eating contest. <laughs> He's eating the whole movie when he has the pizza Dude. and he just folds it up. <laughs> Tony, Tony, you gotta cut. And he's like, he's getting the shit kicked Dude, out of him. How in a great bar. was the KFC scene? Oh my god. Well, that's one of the scenes that people are. Actually, I think this is a good time. So you give it a 10 out of 10. I give it a 10 out of 10. And listen, you I loved I, it. I loved it because the roles are reversed, but also because, listen, Vigo, Vigo's character in the movie is very much a simpleton. Yeah. Whereas uh, Dr. Shirley is very much of a higher class, right? Yeah, sure. So they're both learning from each other, and it's very nice to see the uh, the maturation of the relationship it's a, it's throughout a the movie. It's a friendship road movie. Like, there doesn't need to be some deep meaning to like, it. Like you have Doc Shirley who teaches Vigo how to, you know, how to think more of yourself and how to act, how to act with, with a little more class. You know, there's nothing sure. wrong with that. But then Vigo also how to teaches express Doc. affection to his wife. Correct. Things like that. And also Doc, and uh, Vigo teaches Doc how to, you know, Lighten the fuck up, dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that it's whole like, scene where he's in the bar and he starts playing music. Oh, dude, that was it's amazing. It's one, one of the most fun yeah, scenes. Yeah, absolutely. That was a blast. I also like the little tie-in because it focuses in on uh, on Doc with a wad of cash in the bar. Sure. And he Vigo oh, pulls the, the gun out. Yeah, boom, 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 boom. Because don't ever flash your uh, uh, wad of cash in the And, and, it, and then he bar. just looks at him and goes... I knew you had a gun. Yeah. <laughs> well, I laughed my ass off this entire time. Dude, it was watching so this funny. Movie. It was and fun. It was entertaining. It could very easily turned into being because this is what so many people are upset about. It could have turned into being too woke, where yeah. it tried way too hard to press certain issues and make it very heavy-handed. But, and that's what I people are upset about that. And I, now that I know you liked it, Josh, what were your thoughts? Because then I want to dive into the the Oscar controversy and the recap well, of it yeah. a little bit. So, Josh, you know, what were your thoughts? Uh, same thoughts as Taylor. I give it a ten out of ten. I amazing. I was. I, I was captivated from beginning to end by everything that was it's going on. It's like a on. warming movie. Warming yeah. might be the. It's charming. It's well, it's quick. It if it was twenty minutes longer, it'd be too long. And if it was, was ten minutes say, shorter, for, it's too short. For a two-hour yeah. movie, it's perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. The way it ties in, and it's perfect. It's as much a comedy. It's more and, of a comedy than anything else. No, honestly, listen, I was laughing not, my ass off. Listen, and, and not to give away the ending, but the ending is a perfect payoff. If you guys understand what I'm saying, sure. Yeah, I mean, it's a perfect no, payoff. And okay, so now now that we know, we all loved it. We all loved this Green Book. Now the thing that bums me. I wanted to watch Black Klansman because that that was the most. Oh, listen, listen, because that was the most controversy I saw because the, the Spike Lee thing. And uh, that's exactly like, what I want to talk. You know about. what I mean? So because let like, me let me dive in as someone what, that saw Black Klansman. That, that, that's what I. Okay. That's the controversy on Twitter, not against anyone else, but uh, it was Black Klansman. Uh, yes, and w what's so funny about it is of the movies nominated, it was probably like fifth best. It was like, really that bad for me. It, it wasn't that it was that bad. It was boring. Well, well compared to the, the rest people of the movies. That, so the controversy surrounding Green Book is not just that it's you know it's racist for whatever quote-unquote racist, I'm, but people are like, well, it made up a lot of things. Like what? Okay, um, well, they, there's, some, I'm, I'm there's, some, there's some questions to if Dr. Shirley and Tony Lip had a very good friendship or not. Um, they never really got it from Dr. Shirley's point of view because he was a very, very private man. <laughs> so it, it may have taken some liberty with the facts and that's what most movies do so if that's the case and Black Klansman is the one we should be holding up to a standard let's talk about the bullshit in Black Klansman tell me Adam Driver's the character that um, is infiltrating the KKK for uh, the uh, what's, what's the guy's name? Uh, I'm forgetting his name Stallworth um, uh, something Stallworth is R his name Ricky Jarrett from Ballers no, no it's, it's well Denzel Washington's son is in it it's the same and, guy and 
I don't know what you're talking about. Um, the show Ballers on HBO. No, no one watches with, Ballers with The Rock. It's no, awful. No one watches it. It's it's, it's entourage with uh, sports with, with shit. Uh, <laughs> um, so it's uh, like I said, it's Denzel's son. He has uh, Adam Driver infiltrate it, and they make him and Adam Driver become best friends. Adam Driver's character is Jewish, and the whole thing is, oh well, you got skin in the game against the clan too. So, okay. reading to the facts, Adam Driver's character that he was playing wasn't good friends with the character that the movie's about in Black Klansman, nor was he Jewish. So, completely made him um, Jewish just to make it a race angle. Okay. So, they're doing the opposite. Of their, their, they, Black Klansman did what the the liberals, uh, the left, are upset about with the Black... Uh, they want a Green Book to do. Okay. So, that's what it's upset about. And they, they there's a big climactic scene in Black Klansman where someone almost gets blown up with dynamite, or someone does. Never happened in real life. So, okay. completely... Uh, like I said, of the movies, the one that got robbed is probably Roma. Roma is the one that most people it. suggested to win. I was it was the betting favorite in Vegas. Roma, based on filmmaking, was the superior movie, undoubtedly. Really? I enjoyed Green Book more, but where, from a where, where, was, where can I watch Roma? I told you, you've we've done this like three episodes now. You I asked. just I just don't it listen. came out on Netflix. I just don't listen. Yeah, I know you don't. <laughs> um, it's a one best director. Deservingly so. Okay. I believe it won cinematography as well. Deservingly so. The biggest Oscar one that pissed me off award-wise was Bohemian Rhapsody winning Best Film Editing. When there's literally 20 camera cuts in certain scenes. I was going to say, it's edited not, so poorly. Th- th- it's very sporadic. No, that yeah. I agree with you. Because I didn't really follow the well, Oscars all that the, much. The, but The problem with the whole the Green Book and um, Black Klansman Ra- thing was Spike Lee being a complete... D- jerk sc- off. He tried to storm out of the venue when he didn't win. Listen, he should have. And about I it. did like his one line when he was being interviewed about winning because the last time he was nominated was his first movie, which is his best, and that's Do the Right Thing in 1989. Okay. And he lost to Driving Miss Daisy, ironically. And he goes, "I lost to the same movie, but with a different seating arrangement." <laughs> I'm like, "That's kind of funny." <laughs> but he he was sit there. Did you see what he was dressed like at the Oscars? Spike Lee wearing that purple. He suit? looked like Jack Nicholson's Joker when he's fucking doing the dancing to Prince. Yeah. That's literally what he looks like. He looks like a tremendous asshole. He looked like Mr. Glass. And it's. He, I no, thought he, he was did. trying to dress like Prince because he had a symbol. Yeah, on he his, did. Uh, no, he did. He was wearing like. I don't. It wasn't the Prince symbol, but he had something. Yeah, I, I don't couldn't know. tell he you had, what it he, was. I, listen, I I love Do well, the Right Thing, and I like certain Spike Lee movies, well, but he's what, an asshole. What, what, did, what did he say? Like like after because he did Black Klansman won for something. I couldn't tell you. Oh, uh, it, it won best adapted screenplay. Okay, so then they were doing like the like the not a press conference. I guess you would say they were doing like interviews on like the red carpet or yeah. something. How do you feel about Green Book winning? And he, whatever he said. Oh, was, he says um when he was being interviewed by a British. Brit- a British media outlet, and they asked him uh, what he thought, and he says, uh, uh, "You know, we'll use a quote from London. Green Book ain't my cup of tea. Ain't my like, cup of tea. That's dude, pretty funny. Uh, sh- you know what? He's just such a fucking piece of shit, man. And Black Klansman was not that good. It was boring. I was bored to tears watching it. Tears. Adam Driver's good in it. Denzel's son is good in it. But it should have been way more interesting. And if we want to talk about fudging facts for dramatic purposes, Black Klansman does it as much." If not more than Green Book does, but still not as much as Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, like, listen, Bohemian Rhapsody. I think Rami winning was nice. Oh, he was great. He deserved, he deserved to win. I, sure. I, I read an article by some piece of shit. I might have been on like Vulture or something. Or yeah, like, that was I, your first mistake. I don't know. But like, it was it was some woke piece of shit who was just like, you know, R- Rami Malek was. It, it's he's the worst best actor winner. Like, he oh doesn't look God. nothing like. Dude, it was. 
obnoxious. He's the worst best actor Dude, winner. It was obnoxious. I, 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 I wish I, I could find the article. If I had to article. sit here and think about who the worst best actor winners are, I mean, the worst, the widely considered the worst like, best actress winner was Marissa Tomei for My Cousin Vinny. As great as she was in that, people My to this day think hilarious. Uh, but th- th- it was it was she Oscar worthy in that? I don't. I, don't, I never. She was, I don't think Oscars when I think of My Cousin Vinny. Well, I think Joe well, she she won Maybe best like, she won best actress at the Oscars for that. That's and a little to crazy. This, to this day, people think it was a screw up. So I mean, I'd really have to go through like who I'd have to see the list of like the worst ones or the people who deserved it the most over other people. And it's, it's so funny because it came up on my time hop today was when Matthew McConaughey won for Dallas Buyers Club over Leo in Wolf of Wall Street. And I was like, listen, I love I love Wolf of Wall Street. But McConaughey was significantly better. Than I, I I think it was close. I think both characters were fantastic. I don't fantastic, think, I don't and think both he guys was were like, fantastic as oh, them. They, you know they what I mean? were both great, no I, doubt. I think at that that particular one, if you would have flipped the coin, I would have been fine with either of them winning. You know what I mean? I don't even think Leo was second that year, though. No, um, but, but I, the only thing I think I, I think uh, Jonah Hill should have won over Leto. That's just me. No shot. No shot. I, Jared like Leto I said, was. That's, I'm, I'm not saying Leto was bad at all. I'm that saying isn't they were even, both to me. Fantastic. That's not even Jonah Hill's best performance. He was better in Moneyball. Really? Uh, yes, one thousand percent better in Moneyball. He. Uh-huh. Was, I loved him in Wolf of Wall Street, but it was way too comic-y. For yeah. me, and while while he was so reserved and contained in Moneyball, I thought he was better than that. Take my money um, and shove it up your life, slap me one, cunt. One of the other things in uh, the Oscars that was pretty cool, so uh, Lady Gaga won um, for Good Best for Song. Her, man. Um, and she became the first woman in history to win an Oscar, a Grammy, a Golden Globe, and a BAFTA in the same year. Good for her, um, man. So she deserves it. That, that is really something. Um, so in well, the performance, um, Bradley Cooper and, Jen, and uh, Gaga were definitely fucking at some point because they pretty much fucked on stage during that performance. Oh no, they didn't. Dude, was Josh, wasn't I it like saw they, it. They, yeah, they, dude. dude, everyone is saying like there's no way you can't fake that type of intimacy without actually getting physical. You well, can't uh, fake that unless well, you uh, fucked uh, at some point. Lady Gaga said on uh Lady Gaga said on Kimmel that it was all staged. It was Bradley Cooper's idea. Of course for the she did. Of course she did because he's dating someone she, and she just ended an engagement. There's no I, way I, they I, weren't fucking at some listen, point. I, I don't know. To believe I can't say I, but I can speculate good sure for her. it looks like yeah. it. <laughs> it looks good like for her. Sure. Yeah. yeah, it absolutely. So the Oscar, I mean what else happened at the Oscars? Uh Hala Ali won for Green Book, deserving. Yep. Um, uh, Alfonso Cuarón won for. Isn't that um, his second win in like three years for? Uh, uh, oh yeah, he Ali. won for Moonlight two years yeah. ago, and True Detective just ended, and he was unreal on this season of True Detective. It's turning into like he's being like he's, he's like he's, he's having like, a hell of a couple years oh now. Oh my god, he's, he's, he's be one huge, of the biggest names bigger. right now. Yeah. Um. So g- going back to the the best director was um like I said it was um Roma. uh yeah Alfonso Cuarón. Um, and people are not people. A very famous director is going before the Academy this week to complain about Netflix movies <laughs> being nominated for Best Picture. As he or, or any Oscar, excuse me. Can I guess? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, James Cameron. No, James Cameron is not the one. Can I guess? Sure. Steven Spielberg. Steven Spielberg is going before the Academy to say that the um, Netflix movies should be up for Emmys because they are TV movies. Oh fuck him! Um, but they're but they're feature length films just because well, they're released well, in a well. Here's the thing: you can only be nominated for an Oscar if there is somewhat of a theatrical release. So, like, if it was only on Netflix, no, it wouldn't be nominated. It has to have, like, a li- at least a limited release. So, Roma came out um, on Netflix, and they did a three-week theatrical re- um, release. So Technicality. This so asshole, what? like, was he upset that fucking Ready Player One didn't get nominated this year? It, and I liked, I liked Ready Player One, but it wasn't it Oscar-worthy. Like. He's, and he's one of the greatest directors of our generation. Not even close. He, uh-huh. I, he, he, I would say he's probably the most influential director of the last 50 years next to Kubrick. Him and Kubrick are the two most influential, and he might have the most iconic filmography of movies that he's made. It's not, I don't even think, I can't think of anyone closer. No. No, there's not. When no, it comes to I, iconic. I, like, I mean, I, I, 
See, I, I always make a case for Tarantino, but it's not. It's even, not even, it's, no, it's it, not because like the cultural impact of say like a Jaws, Jaws, or, uh, Close Encounters of e. the Third Kind, E. T. You know what I mean? Jurassic like, Park. He's had such an impact on pop culture oh in general. Whereas Tarantino God. has operated within it, whereas Spielberg has shaped it. You know what I mean? Yeah, so absolutely. That's, that's the only thing and, I would think. And of. I, the thing is, all um, these directors like Spielberg and Tarantino, they, they, they like Cameron jerking either. each other off so badly. Look, here we go. Bruce Campbell. Um, oh wait, what about Martin Scorsese? Not even close to Steven no. Spielberg. When it okay. comes to, I, you got to think. He changed the game when it comes to the way movies are made. Okay. He took fucking Jaws, barely showed the monster in the movie, and made it one of the most chilling films when it came out ever made. Gonna need a bigger and, boat. Yeah, dude. Jurassic Park. Looks, Jurassic Park is fantastic. Jurassic Park, the first that came out fantastic. in 1993, looks better than movies that come out now. Still, still. It does. Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Poltergeist. Great in that too. Like, think about all the movies he's done. Schindler's List for fuck's sake. He did Schindler's List. Yeah, I didn't know Spielberg. That. Like, there, it's not even close. He yeah. did. Spe he did Schindler's List and Jurassic Park in the same fucking year. Like, he, uh, the post last year, Minority Report was him. Like, really? Yeah, he's his filmography is absurd. He doesn't really have that many. Bad movies. And on top of his directing credits, he's produced a thousand different a countless things. number oh, yeah. of other it's, movies well, that crazy. are great. Well, wasn't he also like an uh, executive producer on, say, like Band of Brothers on HBO or something? Yeah, I like believe that? so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Saving but, Private Ryan with Steven Private Spielberg. Yeah. There you go. Oh, there, okay, now it's, it's not even close. And Scorsese is my favorite director ever. But when it comes to film impact and the way films are made, it's not even close. And it, you know, he's a, he's as much an artistic director as he is a visual director. Right. But he's an asshole for this. Um, well, I, I was going to say I'm, I'm looking at this article, Army of Dark. Army of Darkness actor Bruce Campbell. One of my favorite people the in the world. Well. Get that out of here. No, no, he, no, Bruce Campbell's awesome. He's one of the coolest motherfuckers alive. Wait, wait, no, no, no. Are you saying, like, I, I just saw that. Is he criticizing the Netflix stuff? Steven Spielberg. No, he, well, let Spielberg. me read the quote instead of you just saying, elaborating. I just, I just read it. No, you just said Army of Darkness actor Bruce Campbell criticized the plan. The quote's right there. Steven Spielberg is getting to make sure Netflix never has another Oscars contender like Roma. Sorry, Mr. Spielberg. Roma oh, ain't go. no TV movie. It's as impressive as anything out there. Platforms have become irrelevant. Make a movie with Netflix. This what What's gonna happen? Boomstick. What's gonna happen next year or this year when Scorsese's movie The Irishman comes out? Because that's gonna get all kinds of Oscar or oh, sure, award well. consideration if it's really good, which I expect it to be. Um, but I, I don't like Spielberg. Just needs to shut the fuck up. Like I understand that Netflix put a ton of money into the uh, campaigning for these movies, including the the Ballad of Buster Scruggs and um, Roma. So I get that side of it that Netflix has more money to promote should, it, though. but. Dude, it's a fucking movie. I, I I do think it's fair to say that if it, it needs to have somewhat of a theatrical release, if that's our our compromise, that's fair. Yeah, but and, like it was and the Irishman will be coming out in the theaters for a short it was, period of time. What was it in the movie uh, theaters for? What you say, three weeks? Yeah, well, Roma Boom, was on there Netflix. You go. What's yeah, the problem? That should be the long and short of it. So At, Spielberg, a month, I would say. Spielberg, you know, he's, not as, he's not as big an asshole as uh, James Cameron. Right, that's but different. He's yeah, still Cameron's an just, asshole. Yeah. All right, well, we got some other stuff from this week. Um. Hey, good story this hey. week. Good story this week. Uh, the return, the return of Roman Reigns was really cool to see. Yeah, tell, uh, tell me about this. So, I, I saw it on Twitter. So Roman Reigns, um, four or five months ago, um, he announced that um, for the last eleven years he's had leukemia that had just been in remission that came back. They called it a flare-up. Um, so no one really knew he had to relinquish the title, step away. No one knew how long he was going to be gone, if he would ever come back. Um, and thankfully, you know, he came back on Monday, got the cheers that he probably have, has always deserved um, from fucking fickle fans that cry about everything, and now they love him. Uh, when it was like me and Richie were the only ones, and you, Josh, were campaigning for him forever, that he is, doesn't suck. He does put on good matches more often than not. And he's a 
genuinely good performer. I never said he sucked. I just got bored of him being pushed to the fucking moon. That's not his fault, though, and he I, shouldn't get booed for no, it. No, no, I'm saying, like, you, you guys, like, made me look at it that way. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because I was one the of book, them. He doesn't make Fuck the booking him. decisions. No, and he still didn't him. get put over like John Cena did. John no. Cena got it way more, and you liked him. I did. And, well, and Roman matches were 100 times better than Cena matches, but. Yo, that one match I remember watching with him and AJ Styles on, like, SmackDown one night. Oh, you yeah, and I watched. Yeah. Fucking incredible Dude, for the title. Well, it was really cool to see, but of course, after Roman Reigns comes back, there's people that are saying, "Oh, it's this work. Was, this was a work to get Roman get over." Get out of here, okay. dude. Would, okay, if you that's told, dark. Okay, okay, it's not just dark. The WWE is a publicly traded company. Imagine it came out that it was a work. What it would do to them? What do you What do you think would happen? What do you think the shareholders would do? Oh my God, it would collapse it's them. They, they, they dude, would, it, it would it would ruin so many aspects of the business. Not only shareholder. Um, you know, ticket sales, uh, ticket sales WWE sales, Network subscriptions. The countless number of, of charity work that, that they, they do, do with cancer with associations, associations as well. From Susan G. Komen to the dude, you know the that, Connors Cure thing that dude, they do. That's not burning a bridge. That's blowing it the fuck up. Yeah. Like, and you, you can't do that. Yeah, it would be and, absurd to uh, think All of a sudden, that. there were all these experts online in cancer and how long it should last and how it should make people look. Because they're like, well, look at him. He has this and this and he should be smaller and his hair is gone and... When did suddenly everyone become an expert on leukemia and all the different types of leukemia? We didn't I, know. That, we didn't know until he announced it that he had it eleven years ago, right? And no one knew. He didn't make well, it like a public well, thing. I mean, if you look at it like that, then I'm, that means he must have got because he played football for what Georgia Tech. Yeah. So that means he must have been diagnosed at the that's, end of his that's career. That's exactly Georgia what happened. Tech. I forgot which player it was, uh, but you, a current NFL player was saying that uh, they played with Roman and that um, he Roman had, was he had, huge. They go. He had, he had some health issues, so he had to leave the team. But they never said it was like an interview from like four years ago right. where they were able to find this. So there is documented stuff about him. Him, but let's say hypothetically it was a work. Let's just go with this right now. Okay. Okay. First off, first off, Roman Reigns isn't that good of an actor. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think we can all agree. Rollins, Seth Rollins is not that good of an actor. None of them are that good of actors. No. And in today's world where the tiniest things leak out from backstage about who has heat for what, for what they wore, for what they said, for who they looked at, it would have leaked out. 1,000%. It would have leaked out, and I, I, the amount of people that think they know better because they can go on Google, I should I should ask Dr. Steve to let me know what he thinks about this. You but, should. Uh, the leukemia, uh, Josh, you should pull this up. Type in a Roman Reigns Leukemia Foundation because they put out an amazing tweet storm about this because people were saying, oh, look at the size of him. Uh, look at uh, his hair isn't gone. But again, there, you know how many different forms of fucking leukemia and well, cancers there are? Well, I was going to say, I mean, I, I don't know exactly what, what um, treatment he had, but like... Yeah, here you go. Clops through, back. Ringside news. You have to go through so much chemo to okay. lose your hair so like that, he, I would here, think. Here we you go. Uh, leukemia Foundation claps back at fans who say his illness is a work. Um, so I'm going to read some of these. This is from, again, Leukemia Foundation. Uh, morning. In response to some of the tweets we're seeing online about WWE and Roman Reigns, we want to have a little chat about leukemia, relapse, and perceptions of cancer. Firstly, incredible news about Roman Reigns. Relapse is a scary reality for all leukemia patients. Either fear your cancer returning or, f or having to face treatment for relapse, it's great to hear some positive news from a leukemia patient. The tweets we're seeing mainly center around the idea of what a cancer patient should look like. How can he have hair? How can he have not lost weight? Why doesn't he look like a cancer patient? We're going to weigh in here with some leukemia information. We feel like we know a little bit, of, a little bit, and the Vince Chief is appropriate. Back to basics, leukemia is a cancer. It affects people of all ages. There are four main types of cancer. All, AML, CLL, and CML. However, there are other types and subtypes. Leukemia is complicated. The different types are key. Acute leukemias are aggressive and need aggressive treatment to save a patient. 
Chronic leukemias are incurable but treatable. Don't forget, we do not know what type of leukemia he has. Therefore, none of us are in a position to question his treatment and how he should look. Leukemia can make you lose weight. Leukemia can also make you gain weight. There's no way that leukemia, no, no one way that leukemia should look. A key example of this is huge WWE fan and patient Chris Descript, who has lived with chronic <laughs> leukemia for the past decade. Does he look like a leukemia patient to you? A final few thoughts on the psychological impact of leukemia. Living with or beyond a leukemia diagnosis is scary. The fear of relapse is always there. Think before you tweet, which is what we should all do, and yeah. I, I rarely do, but it, it was nice. To, I, I couldn't believe it. When he came back in world, the amount of people that were texting me, you think this is work? No, I fucking don't think no. it's work. It's I, I would say that's, I mean, it's not with, it's, it's well within WWE's wheelhouse, not now, yeah. but, but this they pull listen, something crazy. They've but this faked is not some that. wild things. I think going to faking cancer, they faked Linda McMahon being catatonic. They faked uh, Lita having a miscarriage. Stone Cold and it wasn't my fault. Stone Cold, I did it for the rock. <laughs> they faked, uh, they faked right? Mae Young giving birth to a hand. Well, that that's a, that, they sh- that, that's a too dark of a territory to go. But Taylor, really quick, I just realized sure. we completely forgot something. Did we forget what? Ad reads. Oh, shit, we did. <laughs> That's okay. fucking illegal. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Dana. That is illegal. So why don't you go ahead and get that right off the bat? All right. So, you know, not about a half hour in, but fuck it. Let's go. This is from our boys at the Shots for Likes podcast. If you like to relax, crack yourself a beer, use some medical marijuana, or violently abuse hard liquor, you are missing out on your new favorite podcast. From drunken stories to video games to sports, Fudge and Finn are going to blow your freaking mind hole with the hashtag Shots for Likes podcast. Chances are you may have fast-forwarded through our recent ads on other podcast or streams you enjoy, <laughs> but we aren't going anywhere, you motherfucker. <laughs> You're ticklish. May as well head to, <laughs> may as well head to iTunes, YouTube, Google Play Music. He's a fag. <laughs> Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Stitcher to immediately subscribe and join in on the drunken fun. We promise you that it... Try to be professional, dude. If you are listening to us while drinking, it is not considered drinking alone. Visit ShotsForLikesPodcast.com. You both can eat shit forever. Yeah, Fudge and Finn. To choose, yeah, to choose your favorite <laughs> listening platform and follow them on all forms of social media. Drink with us, and these motherfuckers should not be cunts. Well, once. we're going to be anyway. And again, a shout-out to our boys at Lobo Sound. You heard the new song at the beginning, which I absolutely love. Um, if you need a song for your podcast if you need to promote your product hit go to lobosound.com hit up vince and dan uh they're gonna fucking hook you up they got the best fucking quality you can imagine they're creative they're original and if you even have an idea for it they'll be able to you can give them a song that you like and you kind of want that template of show it to them they're gonna make your own original thing so go to lobosound.com uh you will not be disappointed with the results you want to find out how bad we're doing today we didn't give each other our picks for the week yet. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> I liked it. That, dude, we're all so tired. I dude. fell asleep at like 2.30 and I woke up at 5 dude. and I was like, I'm going to go to the store. Yeah, we didn't give our picks. Dude, That's so funny. I've been working since last Sunday. I haven't stopped till today. I have to go get it. I brought it with me because I wanted to show you. Um, okay, so I guess I should just give my pick then. Uh, um, yeah, yeah, just do it. Okay, so my pick, um, I thought about going a couple ways here, but we talked about a certain movie last week in our, our Game of Thrones discussion um and it's a classic action movie from the 90s that kind of got panned by critics and it wasn't as big as they thought it was going to be but it's become really a cult classic and if you're an arnold schwarzenegger fan i think this is a must-see one uh i'm giving you last action hero all right um so the whole premise of this movie is uh this kid danny uh 
gets a ticket to a movie to see the new Jack Slater movie, which is like one of Arnold's big characters in this movie universe. Okay. And it was a ticket that was given to the movie theater owner uh, by Harry Houdini. So what the ticket does, he doesn't think it's actually magic. It actually right. puts him in the movie. Right. So he ends up in this movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger, but he thinks he's Jack Slater. And right. he, But the thing is, like all the movie rules apply to action. Arnold doesn't get hurt ever. He survives the most ridiculous things. You see Tywin Lannister as a ginger oh, with wow. red hair. What, what's that actor's name? Charles Dance. Yeah, Google him in Last Action Hero. Charles Dance, Last Action Hero. Wait till you see what he looked like in this. Have you ever seen Last Action Hero, Josh? A uh, long time this ago. This is one of my... When I was a kid, this was my shit. Maybe there's part of that nostalgia there, but if you like that old 90s action where it's just absurdity, look at Tywin there. Oh. Dude, hey, look, he's got the fucking... Uh, the, the, yeah, dude. What is this that? Is, Yo, he, he's, he's got the canine. Dude, the, it plays into so many like random like movie um, cliches yeah. as well, like making fun of them. Right. I would be... It's a cult classic. It's a okay. 80s, 90s action movie to a T. Everyone I know that's seen this movie loves it. It's got a killer soundtrack as well. I, I'm it's, a fan. It's got a killer like like '90s metal soundtrack. Okay. Uh, I love this fucking movie. The kid in the movie's kind of annoying, but Ian McKellen has a cameo in it. Ian McKellen's uh, in this. Yeah, dude. Fuck it's, yeah, dude. Gandalf and Tywin you're, on the same you're, movie. You're gonna screen. fuck. You're gonna fucking like this movie. Fuck I yeah, promise dude, I'm you. In. It's so fucking absurd. I haven't watched it in years. I'm so excited to watch it again. Sick. So I'm glad that we can go back. But look how young fucking Tywin that, Lannister crazy, is there bro. as a ginge. Right. <laughs> so what the album I'm giving you this week. Yo, we didn't do ad. <laughs> or give each other. <laughs> Brendan Fraser picture in your notebook. <laughs> Dan, thanks for being a fan, Brendan. <laughs> well, bet Brendan's great. So go on. But anyway, so my pick this week is from a band that just announced their first show back in five years in LA. I'm giving you the Ghost Inside's last album before their bus accident called Dear Youth. It's probably one of my favorite records like I've ever looked Dear, like the animal? No. Dear, as in like, like Dear, Dear Dolores, spelled D E A R. Dear Dolores, Dear Youths. Yeah, Dear Youth. So th th this album is absolutely incredible. Um, they just announced their first show back in five years after the terrible bus accident, and it's already sold out. But you got terrible ticket scalpers driving these prices up to about two hundred fifty to three hundred yep. bucks. It's fucking disgusting. Um, I'm, I'm Jonathan Vigil went on Twitter, who's the lead singer, said, "Don't buy those fucking tickets. We're gonna work something out and get people here that actually want to be here because yep. people have been waiting for this show for so fucking they, they, long." The fact that they're doing it at such a small venue was not very smart to well, begin with. Well, it's a very intimate experience, and I sure. mean, and I've I've gone on record to say I'm. I'm I want to go to LA and I want to go to this show, but the way things are panning out, I'm just not going to be able to go because I have I, I'm in. Can a, you please go? It's what to LA? No, like stay. Okay, cool. <laughs> so, like I said, I'm giving you the Ghost Inside Theory cool. this week. I love this. I'm record. excited to it's check it out. It's metalcore, straight down the middle. It's fucking great. That, that, and also because I showed you before, this has nothing to do with Dear Youth. I wanted to show you. <laughs> Taylor, so, Taylor goes to me. I'm bringing stuff to hang up in the the studio. I'm like, so, okay, cool. I don't know when I got this, but it was definitely a long time ago. This could be because. This is my autographed picture of uh, Chuck Norris <laughs> from. Uh, Who cares? Of, True. Thank from, you, Elaine. From Walker, Texas Ranger, dude. <laughs> but, yeah, this is like he was banging Christy Brinkley on a, on a total gym. hundred <laughs> percent. A total gym. <laughs> I I hated when for a while those Chuck Norris like memes and the jokes were a thing. They were never funny. Yeah. They were a little funny when I was like younger. And now it's like <sighs> played out. All right. The first time I ever first time, saw it, like, I was like, oh, yeah, this no, is just like, oh, what? Just like Chuck but Norris doesn't got, do push ups. He got does crazy. earth downs. It got crazy. Like, and yeah, people it, were they like, got too absurd and douche chilly. Yeah. Speaking of douche chills, I heard an album this week.
week. It was a new album that came out on Friday that it's the first time I could think of where an album from a band I like actually gave me douche chills, and that was Weezer's new one, the Black Album that came out. I didn't listen Weezer's to it. Good, had a good album in years. Not in quite a while. I got to read you some of the lyrics from one of these songs, okay? Is it that, like, broke? Dude, it, okay, it's it's the first album where they, like, curse on songs, um, besides, you know, here and there, but listen to these lyrics. I sent them to both um, Ralph and the landlord. All right, ready? Stay up reading Mary Poppins. Overwhelmed by Netflix options. Boy found brains he never knew he had. Meet me there in London Canyon. Fuel up, bitch. There's no more slacking. Moses look up, looks upon the promised land. I'm so high on cookies, it's insane. I mean, I don't... Chocolate wasted? Is that yeah. what it is? It's, it's terrible. It's also it's on the Black Album if or the Fortnite Album is what it's called. to put a car crash bit... It was right there. No, I think he's too uncomfortable. This album was giving me douche chills, and it I like Weezer. Like I like Weezer a lot, and this was one of the worst things I've heard in recent memory. Nah, I, just, I would I never. Mean, I it, it is. I'm gonna I, listen to it just to hear it for myself. But I, I mean, I would probably probably agree with you. It was I, it was rough. That. I think, and this is what they just did with that Teal album. All the covers. I think they've yeah. become self aware. They're, they're <laughs> being ironic. They used to be funny well, because they were ironic the, without realizing it, and now they realize they're ironic and they try too hard. The the last album I loved by them, honestly, was Make Believe. Even know a lot of people don't like the Beverly Hills song. I have to think of what the last... I, I, Beverly I, Hills was a terrible song. It's not that bad, but, ma- but, ma- but Make Believe is just one of my favorite records. They, they've had definitely songs I like, but I'm trying to think the like last... Perfect Situation. Dude, perfect Situation's awesome. a great song. I like Perfect I have to go awesome. back a really, really long You're time like to find... My, my, I would say... Album, no, maybe? no, Maladroit. Mal- yeah, okay. I was going to say that's the last good one, Maladroit. He, uh, they had a, was White it, was album it, wasn't very good. Well, Hurley, I didn't like. I liked Hurley. Hurley no, I, I didn't like Ratitude. I didn't like the Red Album. Make Believe, like I said, was okay. Yeah, it's the last great one they had was Pinkerton, probably. That was Pinkerton. the last great one. Yeah. Well, where everything was great, yeah, for yeah. sure. So, okay, so now, um, did you hear about the, the, the see the new Warped Tour lineup? I did. I saw. Okay. Mo- I, we actually talked. We discussed me? it last night. Cool. So, so, so uh, very much what happened this year is very much what I predicted last year. So, last year was the last cross country uh, tour of the Vans Warp Tour. This year, for its 25th anniversary, they're turning it into more of a two day festival. And for our date, it's down in Atlantic City in New Jersey. Um, I looked at the lineup, and I'm very. It's very. It's a good mix of old and new. the The biggest surprises I've seen on there so far have been like hidden in plain view. Um, uh, this is the one. Atlantic right. City. So I'm just going to read it off real quick. So we have 311, A Day to Remember. Oh, wait, Andrew... I'll start over. I'm going to jingle for the bands that no one should care about. Okay, cool. Go. 311, A Day to Remember, Andrew W.K. Sh- don't you dang Andrew W.K., you cocksucker. Okay, sorry. Every... Someone does care in this world. It's Taylor. Everyone cares. Andy Black stinks. <laughs> don't know who um, he is. Anti-Flag, The Aquabats, Atmosphere, Atreyu. Don't you ding Atreyu, you fuck! I haven't known I, I haven't known anyone that's like Atreyu since like middle school. Like if Atreyu comes to this and plays anything after 2007, fuck him, fuck him. Yeah, dude, Light Sales Paper Anchor, fantastic record. Mm. Bad it? Religion, Big D in the Kids Table, Blink 182 is a huge surprise for me. On what did you ding? Blink 182 post Enema of the State. Oh, shit. <laughs> You're such a piece of shit. Bowling for Soup. Uh, Chalice Second. Just stop. No one likes Bowling for Soup. What the, song did they have? The, the first two records are great. Are they? What are you talking about? I've only. Uh, dude, I've. Drunk I, Enough I, to Dance? What are you talking about? It's such a great you, record. Is it? Yeah, no, yeah, because you guys hate music. So no, we survive. just don't no, like no, everything. No, we hate bad music. Yeah, thank you. But you no, like I, ghosts. Yeah, you <laughs> like ghosts. All right, all right, all right. I'll take the L on ghosts. Yeah, there you go. Here, here you go, Josh. Circus Survive. 
cool. Uh, CKY, yep. which will be just a good nostalgia band. Them Atlas, don't know who they are. Dirty Heads, the Doped Up Dollies. Uh, I Set to Kill. Four Year Strong's great. Frankie Iero on the Future Violence. Not too bad. Glassjaw. Go ahead, Ding Good Charlotte. No, I, uh, yeah, Good Charlotte, you have to That's ding. Fine. Not Glassjaw. That's fine. Gym Class Heroes, which is pretty cool. I haven't They're heard cool. of them in a while. H2O, Hidden in Plain View. I the Mighty. Juliet Sims, Killer. Caladio, Less Than Jake. Man Overboard. We actually saw Man Overboard. Yes, and you did. and I made fun of him the whole time. <laughs> Wait, I like this band. <laughs> not, not your girlfriend. Not your. <laughs> not your. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Memphis Mayfire, The Messengers, which is um, what? Ha- wait, uh, Menzingers. That's how you say it. That's Messengers. Sorry. Uh, the yeah. Offspring, Plague yeah, Vendor, yeah. Quicksand, Real Big Fish, Save Ferris, Set It Off. Here's the big one. Set Your Goals. Haven't seen them in years. They haven't been around for forever. Simple Plan. They yeah. fucking stink. Listen, do oh me a favor. My God. You, you can just take your, neg- your negativity and go fuck. What is good about else. Simple Plan? No, 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 no. We need to have this discussion. No, that's right fine. Now. Let's have the discussion. What's good about Simple Plan? Their first were, three records are no, fucking great. They, I've never heard a Simple Plan song that was good. Josh? I agree. You've never listened to the song that Dick How could this happen to me? That whiny, shitty Newfound Glory. I don't even like Newfound Glory, but I like them infinitely more than Simple Plan. They were the fruitiest trying to appease... If it wasn't for Simple Plan, bands like Newfound Glory wouldn't have a bigger stage to play on. I simple Plan laid it out for him before I that. Newfound Glory I, was around way before Simple Plan. Yeah, but they, they didn't yes. get big enough when Simple Plan got bigger than that. They, Newfound Glory and New- Good Charlotte set the, set the record straight Ugh. for bands like My Chemical Romance, for bands like no. Newfound Glory, for bands like no. Sugar Coat. No, Green yes. Day no. set the table for bands like Good Charlotte. Green Day even went on record and said, fuck pop punk. We're not pop punk. We're just, we're just uh, punk okay, rock. Okay, but Green Day, the punk rock being mainstream. I can't was, equate My Chemical Romance to Good Charlotte. No, not even close. Any way, not even close. Form. The Chronicles of Life and Death, and look at Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge and the Black Parade. You can't, t- Black you can't Parade. tell me there is no parallels there. No, I don't think there's parallels. What are you no, talking about? not to the tone of the music. No, not not at all. I'm, not, I'm talking about the overall look and how the well, album the look, feels. Who gives a shit about the look and what matters? Gaga, what it sounds where like. Lady, Lady, Lady Gaga like could go up there dressed like My Chemical Romance. You guys are fucking nuts. Let me finish my shit. No, no, we're gonna continue. Simple Plan is the fruitiest of that fucking music. Yes, dude, that addicted song, fruity, wrong, fruity. Man Overboard's more fruity than that. Shut I up. don't know Man Overboard. Who yes, cares? you did. You saw him with me. I don't remember him because they suck probably. You and I made fun of him the whole fucking time. There you go. Exactly. Because they're just as good as Simple Plan. Because they're fruity and it's Simple Plan. No, but Simple Plan is extremely fruity regardless. You can suck my whole ass, Dan. You, Fuck you. You did not like that fucking, how could this happen? When I was in middle school, it was cool. Not now. God it, damn it. It was not cool when you were in middle school. You thought it was. <laughs> this is unrelated, but I have to break the tension. Guy. I don't know who you are. You're about to get chlamydia. <laughs> <laughs> no, let's it's be fair. Fine. Simple plan stunt. Go uh, on. All right, fine, whatever. Uh, the Skate Lights, Sleeping with Sirens, you could ding them. That's fine. Uh, they only have one good record. Stacked Like Pancakes, Where Are the Pancakes? I would like to see. <laughs> we know you um, The Starting Line, that's cool. great. Taking Back Sunday, great. Cool. Thrice, great. Cool. I know you don't like Trophy Eyes because of Colucci. That was the album he played where it's like, all my friends sell drugs. That that's, song is awful. I agree with they you. Stop stinking. That whole album he, is now when, it, now when that song plays at work, he skips it before I have to say anything. That's great. <laughs> He's out of fear. Uh, trophy Eyes, uh, Valencia. Down. Close to my heart. Wage War and We the Kings. We the Kings is still kind of not wait, wait. Great. Special Attractions. Vert Ramp. Motocross. Wrestling. Human Cannonball. Warped Museum. Well, it's kind of bringing back that old no, no, for feel sure. where like, they would have, I mean, granted, when it wasn't big, but you would have someone like Bob yeah, here, Burnquist here, or Bucky Lassick here's what I skating do. a vert ramp. Here's, here's what I want to do. Can you find the original Warped Tour lineup? Yeah. Just for comparison's sake. Yeah. If you want to talk about the tone and Warped Tour oh, changing it's, it's, dramatically, oh my God. original Warped Tour lineup. You probably, if you want to uh, talk about... Sublime's probably on there. Fugazi's probably on there. There you go. Like, go to the very first year. It's like, okay, so... No, 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 because no, this is going to suck because it has to have yeah, list every yeah. single 
Purple Bandit's oh, a yeah. check mark. Um, There's a way to look this up, and I can't. Th- I, I forget let's how to see. do it. I would it. love to see what the original one was. Um, uh, what was the Not, first year of Warp Tour? It was like 1998. Was it six? Let's well, see. All right, let's. Let's 25 see. Twenty-five years ago. Let's see. What was that? Twenty-five years. To ago. that 1994. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, why don't you just search 1994? Yeah, 1994 Vans Warp Tour. Yeah. Or you just, there, or you can just keep scrolling. Yeah, you know? Either way, either way, either way is fine. Either way, 1995. Is that a monster truck? Yeah. Well, that's a fucking lot. Quicksand and Sublime. Okay. Let's see. Not terrible. 2001, 2010, 99. I would love to see the 1994 one just to see the tone and how the music has changed since then. Oh, I think it ranked the, all the lineups. Yeah, so this is what it's doing. So let's just see if we can find the 1994 one. Maybe 95 was the first then, or well, because it's a 25th well, can you search? Year, so can you do like the tech search for 1994? Yeah, look that shit up, though. That's probably... But, like I said, the overall theme of Warped Tour, it's just... I I kind of... 95, then. I saw this happening from a mile away. Yeah, Because you can't just stop on your 24th year when the... 25 years as a tour is such a monumental achievement. You can't just stop. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's see what this lineup was. Um, Sick of it all, no doubt. Face-to-face. Oh, wow, look at that. Uh, Angie Walton, who? Neil Hendricks, who? Whoa, this is a weird lineup. Mike Frazier, Keith Trenner. Uh, Tilt, CIV, I don't know any of these fucking people. And this, this one had Pro Skaters, Borders, and Bikers, Monster Half Pipe, and Street Cars, and Giant Climbing Wall. Well, see, like... <laughs> <laughs> I like the Giant Climbing well, Wall. Well, out, out of all these, honestly, you got Quicksand, Sublime, No Use for a Name, Face to Face, Sick of It All, No Doubt. Those are your big ones. Yeah, for no sure. No Use for a Name was actually Chris Schiffwood's first band, who's now the guitar player of the Foo Fighters. Ah, uh, okay. So that's actually pretty cool. Well, that's that's interesting. That but, should be... like, I'm just happy to see it come back. I, I like the fact that they're making it a two-day festival. It's a very good lineup. Believe me, it's so easy no, it, to it's shit not on a bad lineup. lineup. Honestly, I would. I, I said I just need to go see Bad Religion. That's what I I've need, seen them already. I would. I've seen them. I'll see them a thousand more times. I would love to see like maybe MXPX. I dropped acid. MXPX. <laughs> no effects. It was really good. Um, Blinkwood A two going back is great, but I just I would like to see Alkaline Trio there. Yeah, you know what I mean. That would That's, be cool because I, I saw Alkaline Trio earlier this year. It looks like Matt Skiba has ten times more fun in Alkaline because it's his band. Yeah, as opposed you to being try singing like an asshole in Alkaline Trio, like he does for Blink. Well, I was gonna say specifically, <laughs> well, especially because the the last Alkaline Trio record is so fucking good. All the, the records one, are good. The, All of them. The newest one specifically because it's right. uh, is this thing cursed is fucking awesome. Um, so, uh, one of my favorite fighters ever was in the news this week. And when I say favorite fighters ever, he's oh, you, probably my most hated. Yeah. Uh, Matt Hughes. Did you hear the Matt I, Hughes news? I did hear the um, Matt Hughes Google, 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 well, thank you. You have no buildup in delivery, do you? No. I just asked. <laughs> <laughs> what are you making? Here, eat it! <laughs> are you allergic what to What are you? All right, so... Um, okay, yeah, go ahead, click that one, the Bleacher Report one. Uh, so he's obviously denying the allegations made towards him, um, but his wife, Matt he Hughes... Awful, UFC, dude. Yeah, he looks Yeah, he got into a fucking terrible accident. Damn. Um, he's got a severe brain injury. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he's like a... Fu- actually, my notes say scumbag Matt Hughes is a vegetable. <laughs> I was going to ask, is he a vegetable? <laughs> he's half a vegetable. So, Damn. um, his, uh, wife and his, uh, brother Mark have filed restraining orders against him. Um, his wife says that, uh, he committed a series of physical attacks on her while Mark came as... After Matthews allegedly roughed up Mark's 15-year-old son in September, um, he suffered. Matthews suffered serious brain injuries in June of 2017 when his car was struck by a, a train. Um, that's so weird to me. Was it a suicide attempt that his car got struck by a train? They said his car, was, his truck was stopped on the train tracks. When you get out, or was he drunk and fucking passed out at the wheel? Which is probably likely because he's a fucking piece of trash. Um, well, okay. So, so let me ask. So now, so this is obviously after his terrible brain injuries. Yes. Do you think the brain injuries? Yes, it 100% has an impact. Okay. But that's what the I was problem asking. is, I mean, he that has, doesn't take away from the fact he was probably a jerk off. Josh, before can that. you please Google this and pull it up? You um, know what I mean. But type in Matt Hughes autobiography notes. 
Um, so Matthews, this is why I don't think it can be a full defense, just a brain injury, because in his own autobiography, he talks about how much of a scumbag he is. And my own personal experience with Matt Hughes, um, yeah, you can click that one. Uh, so the, my, I, I took Matt Hughes, I took a bunch of uh, students that we had for jujitsu and wrestling to Matt Hughes book signing in Ridgewood. And one of the kids was about 12, 13 years old, and he had a mohawk. And Matt Hughes said, looks at him, kid shakes his hands like his favorite fighter, and he goes, um, we, uh, we used to beat the shit out of kids like you in high school with hair like that. Like That's something like, the kid was fucking dejected. He, he's a straight up scumbag. So, um, I, I don't think, meet your heroes, dude. so let's see. So this, I just bought a copy. This is from Matt Hughes' own autobiography. I bought a copy of Matt Hughes' books, book, and I'm three chapters in already. It's borderline unbelievable. I figured from all the frat postings and not everyone on the underground is a big reader, so I'm doing you a favor. I'm reading for you to writing a synopsis chapter by chapter and this is all actually in the book having read it chapter one Matt talks about growing up on a farm and what repulsive little brats he and his brother Mark were growing up to this day he thinks their childhood mischief like breaking shit all the time being disobedient to their parents and being cruel to animals is funny after reading chapter one you'll find yourself thinking someone should have beat those kids asses uh, let's go to a, a, one of the more interesting chapters uh, chapter three things take a very interesting turn in chapter three when Mark and Matt's father has the balls to scold M- Mark for riding a motorcycle without a helmet without letting him finish the Hughes brothers physically attack their father and beat the shit out of him finally showing him who's boss. Later, Mark threatens to throw his mom out of a window or something like that when she's stupid enough to correct him. Not surprisingly, the family um, splits up. Okay, chapter four. That's, uh... Matt cheats his way through college, getting A's in classes he proudly says he never attended. He and the other wrestlers bully everybody at Lincoln Junior College and break a bunch of shit. They tip over people's cars and flood the dorms on purpose. We reach a new low when he also makes light of the fact that one of his college buddies could not read or write. He then takes time to bash Frank Trigg, saying that he never became anything. Later, it becomes even more disturbing when Matt Hughes describes mutilating a live baby piglet by cutting off its testicles and throwing them at a friend. All right. For good measure, he slits its stomach open as it screams wildly to freak his friend out. All right, no, stop. stop. I'm, I'm literally, stop. He has always that, been a scumbag. That, always been a scumbag. No, 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 Amazing no. fighter. No one, f- no. Josh will tell you as long as you know me, I've always hated this fucking guy. Since day one. That literally makes my fucking stomach Oh, and turn. it gets worse. They talk about um when he was, here, uh, it, I, I forgot in chapter four, he and his twin, br- or his brother Mark, both make out with the same eighth grade girl while they are in college. Yeah, um, they. It, there's a chapter in the book. I'm where fucking appalled right now. I'm not there, like I'm not even joking There's a chapter in the book this. where they brag. He brags about how him and his brother tag team the girl who is Matt Hughes's wife now. I just, well, I guess not uh, anymore. Um, I just, so like, I, I'm, it, I'm it's terrible to disgusted. say. I, when I when I heard about the whole thing with him, the domestic violence, the first thing I thought of was Chris Benoit. I was like, that's yeah. kind of where it seems like it's headed. Um, you know, never did steroids, but a severe brain injury coupled with being just a, a white trash piece of shit. Um, it's so funny because he was always said how disgusted he was with the language that Matt Sarah uses because Matt Sarah talks like a New Yorker, and he's doing he's shit like from this from New York. Yeah, exactly, because he t- curses a lot. But, so what? But he, uh, yeah, Matt Hughes curses like a motherfucker. He's an asshole. Scroll I'm, down a dude, little bit. I, I just want to see if there's anything else. Oh, that literally makes my fucking stomach oh, turn, dude. I, like, that literally, oh, my God. Let's see. I hate um, that shit. Oh, here it goes. Chapter 8. Matt what kind star- of sick Matt, person wait, chapter does eight. that? Matt starts this chapter by sexually assaulting the aforementioned 8th grader, who's now 21, at a pub- in a public uh, grocery store, or smoke- smacking her on the ass, as he called it. Matt noticed that her body is tighter now that she's grown up, and not the same 13-year-old he made out with when he was in college. For some reason, Matt immediately tells her that he knocked his girlfriend up and seems utterly outraged that she decided that she's keeping the baby. After making it back to her parents' house, he again begins fondling her on the couch by reaching through a hole in her jeans. <laughs> he goes on to describe... That's fucking illegal. <laughs> he goes on to describe how he noticed she didn't have, shave her legs that day. Uh, at this point, I started to wonder if I was mistakenly reading a penthouse for him. 
Yeah. Um, oh yeah, he's a historic scumbag, so That's bad, I wasn't dude. too shocked to hear that. So let's move on to the bigger and brighter things. Yeah, um, please. Can we, can we go, make uh, it nice? Josh, pull up Imagine Dragons uh, criticism, please. Did okay, you hear about so, this? No, I, I mean, it's been going on for a while now, I'll yes. be honest. And I actually got mad, not really mad, but th- there's another podcast I listen to called State of the Scene, and they have said, August Burns Red is the Imagine Dragons of the Scene, and I got very triggered. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that, that's when Josh put the Stone Cold what gif. Um, okay, so here, Imagine Dragons is this terrible band. Can you also, really quick before we start this, pull up the, on another tab, can you pull up the lyrics to Thunder by um, Imagine Dragons? I want to read them. I, 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 I want to read them because I want to show how deep this band goes. Just a young gun with a quick fuse. Oh, I was uptight, want to let loose. I was dreaming of bigger things. And I want to leave my own life behind. Not a yes, sir. Not a follower. Fit the box, fit the mold. <laughs> Have a seat in the foyer, take a number. I was lighting before the thunder. All right, now I got the chorus here. Okay. This is very deep, so I think only I should carry it. Right. Thunder. 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 Thun. Thunder. Thun, thun. Thunder. 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 Thunder, thun, thunder. Thun, thun, thunder. Thunder. Wait, wait. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. It gets deeper now. Thunder. Feel the thunder. Lightning and the thunder. Oh. Thunder. Feel the thunder. Lightning and the thunder. 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 Well, I mean, at least they've mixed it well, up. Well, you know, I can honestly say Bohemian Rhapsody has nothing on this. Jesus so let's go back. Imagine Dragons is in the news. The frontman was responding to criticism, so here we go. From Fox News, Imagine Dragons frontman Dan Reynolds took to social media Wednesday to address the years of criticism they have suffered from other bands. Reynolds called out bands like the 1975 Foster the People, Slipknot, and Smashing Pumpkins for their quote-unquote harsh comments. For a decade now, I've dealt with critics and other bands saying extremely harsh things about my band, Reynolds wrote on, a, on Twitter. Not what I would call quote-unquote fair criticism, which I always try my best to receive and learn from, but actual clickbait horseshit. Words filled with vile and hate meant to feed humanity's need to laugh at each other's imperfections and fails, he continued. The radioactive singer revealed that he has stood there and taken criticism, which has added to the depression I've dealt with since youth. The thunder crooner <laughs> crooner wow. asked how the band's music could make a kid not feel cool. Um, so let's see. Uh, yeah, I've gotten over the fact that bands like the 1975 Foster the People, Smashing Pumpkins, Slipknot, etc. feel a need to talk badly about my band for whatever reason, he wrote. The singer said he doesn't feel any ill will towards them. Just more of a sadness that industry embrace even celebrates this mentality. Dude, you're in a band... That's what's going to happen. Dude, yeah, for sure. One reason I have to respect Nickelback is they don't take the criticism like to heart like this fucking asshole no, does. No, listen, what, that I understand. Yeah, for and, sure. I, and I would rather listen to Nickelback than I would Imagine Dragons a million times over. Well, I, I, I per, like, it's, it's, it's hard to say because, like, I want to say I don't care. But at, but at the end of the day, like, it's it's one of those things where it's like, Imagine Dragons is going to do their thing regardless. So They're, they're but, still selling out buildings. They're still selling so, records. You can so deal with fucking you, criticism. What I'm saying is, why do you care that what other people say? Because you're still making your nut. You're still selling out arenas. Yeah, but, unless you but, know but you're right. You, you, you're, you're, he's self-conscious knowing he writes bullshit and but, makes bullshit music. That's, so what he, but that's what I'm saying. He showed so much weakness going saying that. Now, 
let's let's be fair here. Corey Taylor is known for going after people like this. It doesn't Good. matter who it is. You know what I mean? But like going after like the 1975 are a fantastic band. Foster the people I really don't care about. Billy Corgan is outspoken to say the least, and so is Corey Taylor. Here, here's some so, of the quote. recently Corey Taylor, the front man of heavy metal band Slipknot, has said Imagine Dragons has replaced Nickelback as the least like band. Nickelback's probably stoked the, on it. The 1975 singer Matt Healy called a few of the band's songs nothingness. Foster the people joked in an interview last year that the music doesn't make it on their albums is passed on to Imagine Dragons. <laughs> I, saw, I saw something from Marilyn Manson. He said when he wants to torture the people he likes, he plays Imagine Dragons at his house. <laughs> well, yeah, they stink. Well, I, I was like, I, I like to like look at like live shows and Imagine Dragons popped up, but they weren't playing any of their own songs. They were in Scotland, I think, and they played five, that song 500 Miles or whatever. That's that's the best they've ever sounded. It's not even their song. Dude, I remember the first time I ever heard Imagine Dragons. It was on the soundtrack to Didn't uh, Greg one, of the, one of the MLB The Show games. Yes. And I remember sitting there like listening to it and go, man, they couldn't afford to license some music for this game. It was, some garbage <laughs> it was like on the old wrestling game, so they didn't have the music, so it was just fake once it sounded like it. They stink. But this I think whole, Greg went to go see them. This whole attention... Yeah, whatever. At Jones Beach. This whole attention-seeking yeah, thing about... like It's attention-seeking, 100%. Oh, for sure, yeah. It's entirely attention-seeking. But no one... Like, dude... You, they don't make good music, but they make enough. Mu- they make good enough music that some idiots like it. Dude, they play to huge crowds at yeah, big festivals exactly. all over the world. And so the they got to be doing. And something the same thing right. with Nickelback. They don't. They know that they get shit on, but they also still do really well for themselves. But I also and they I don't sit there say, and fucking whine about well, it. Well, I also Jesus has too, his wife Avril Lavigne cry for him. <laughs> Nickel Nickelback does at least stand up for themselves. You know what I mean? Like there was one particular time where they played a a, a festival in Canada and people were like throwing rocks and bottles and shit. Well, at that's them. a little different. I'm but, not saying no one should throw duty at fucking Imagine no, Dragons. That, I'm, not, I'm just saying, like, but they still will stand up. Like, like Nickelback knows what they are. Yeah, and, and, for sure. And, and instead of steering away, from, they steer into it. This is what we are. Fuck it. What, like, like yeah, us or like, not. I, has so anyone gotta, ever considered Imagine Dragons like some kind of deep philosophical band? Not really. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> dude, none of their songs have any depth or meaning. I, uh, yeah. like, the song that was in Perks of Being a Wallflower is okay. I could deal with that one. I'm trying to think of which one that. was. I don't remember. How, I just I remember it being in the trailers and the the movie. It's okay. It's nothing I'll ever listen to. Because but the, even a song... broken clock is t- right twice yeah. a day. Well, so the, a band <laughs> is bound to have a decent song, and even if they stink well i like, mean this like, is how it works yeah but, and also like don't be in a band if you can't accept criticism like correct like, that's just 100 percent um speaking of uh, rami malik earlier um uh-huh. it's it looks like he is closing in on being the the villain in the next james bond movie the last one featuring daniel craig i think he could be a fantastic bond villain he's got the look um he has at, that slow pan delivery i am i am very you know disappointed I mean? that danny boyle is no longer directing um the next bond movie i don't remember who is directing now um Let's see. I did not like Spectre, really. Spectre was a big letdown that's after one, how good... Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. It and was, then the one before that was, what's his name, Sky, Javier Bardem? Uh, Skyfall was the one before that, which might be one of the best Bond movies ever made. Yeah. It's the best one of our lifetime, yeah. Uh, yeah, 100%. Javier Bardem was fucking killer. Uh, he the, was the great film. in it, and there was things I liked in Spectre. I thought the first hour of it was really good, and Christoph Waltz was really good in it, and then suddenly they took one of this iconic Bond villain and just completely made him, oh, well, you took away my childhood, like, no no deep motive or anything. It's just resentment from childhood. They really dumbed it down. So, oh, it's um, Carrie Fuku- uh, Fukumaga is writing and directing the film, and he did the first season of True Detective. So I'm fucking in 100%. That works. I'd be in anyway. Um, for me, Craig might be my favorite Bond next to Connery and uh, Connery or Moore. It's them and Craig. Ro- Roger Moore is really good. Dude. I don't know, man. Craig's it, the only one well, of the no, movies no, that Daniel I Craig's been the great. only Daniel Craig one that I literally can't watch anymore is Quantum of Solace. Quantum of Solace is a fucking 
Casino Royale. Casino Royale is fucking. Casino awesome. Royale is amazing. It's fucking it's incredible. Great, uh, Quantum of Solace. It was just a shit villain, a shit storyline. The thing that was cool about it is that it continued right from where the last one ended. So there was a lot of opportunity there. But then you release something like Skyfall, which is as close to a masterpiece. I'd say it's the best made Bond movie there ever was, and it might be the best Bond movie. Period. Not Octopussy. Um, no, not Octopussy. <laughs> no one ever uses Octopussy as there. Um, so we were, we were talking about shit. Imagine Dragons. Um, what? Did, so let's change the course. What is the worst song by a good band, or some of the worst songs by good bands? Worst song by a good band. Yeah, worst songs by good bands. Uh, okay. Uh, Stairway to Heaven. Honestly, a lot of people are going to hate me when I say this, but Welcome to the Jungle by Guns N' Roses is awful. It's not an awful song. It's just highly overplayed. It's fucking shit. It's highly overplayed. It's terrible. Yeah, but you also shit on, like, Appetite for Destruction. You cannot no, shit on that No, that's album. not true. I Stop heard you, it. I heard you call them a, a cover band, Guns N' Roses. They are a cover band. Okay, the guy that prison... Yeah, did you hear Pop Goes Punk? <laughs> yeah, it's, they're not a cover band. They do I'm a lot not, of covers, listen, yes. No, no, no. I'm not shitting on Guns N' Roses. Appetite for Destruction speaks for itself. It's a yes. great record. Well, so does Chinese the, Democracy. Chinese Democracy. <laughs> 20 years we waited for that. How yeah, bad was that? released it on Rock Band. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like I just I don't. Welcome to I the don't Jungle like was the massive. Jungle. Um, I I don't like it anymore. I, I skip I, it every time. Par- it's in the Paradise si- City is the best song they ever wrote. In it's my the it, uh, for me like a song like Welcome to the Jungle is the same as Smells Like Teen Spirit. I skip it. I heard it too many times. A thousand. Times. I don't need to ever hear Stairway to Heaven. I fucking hate Freebird. I fucking Ugh. hate Free Freebird stinks. No, it doesn't, dude. It stinks. It's no, a it twenty-minute guitar solo that yeah, no one great, asked for. It's a great guitar no, solo. No, it's not a great guitar solo. It's an oh, okay guitar no, solo. No, it's not, dude. If a, every band, every bar band in the okay. world can play Freebird, it's not a great guitar solo. Right, whatever. <laughs> Show me someone that can play fucking uh, Black Dog at a bar. That's actually that's rough. Exactly. That's every rough. asshole at a bar. That's why everyone goes play Freebird anytime there's a cover band playing. It's a dog shit song. It's not a dog it, shit dude, song. the best Leonard Skinner song is. Simple man, one thousand percent. Fucking Freebird stinks. Uh, that 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 smell is a great Leonard Skinner song. No, okay, then let me think Let's of see, worst um, songs by good bands. I'm trying to think. Like I, I can't think of a bad Led Zeppelin song. I can't think Stairway of Stairway to Heaven. No, no. It's also it highly plagiarized. Yes, no, it's a complete rip off. No, from that band Taurus. <laughs> yes, yes, it's very much proven. Yeah. Uh, What's I'm trying to think. I don't. Uh, there's like one song I can't even think of it. What the fuck is the band name, dude? What the fuck? I don't know. I'm trying to think. Um, they did uh, that. Uh, Feeling this by Blink 182 stinks. Oh, terrible, 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 uh, terrible when song. They did that. Um, that uh, Nirvana compilation album in like the early yeah. 2000s. And, and I know you're right. Oh god, so that song bad. sucks. Yeah, so bad. No, you're right. And over and over. It's oh, it's horrible. Feedback. It was horrendous. That song did suck. You're absolutely right. Um, that is probably my least favorite Nirvana song ever. That fucking song. If I was co- not a fan of Heart Shaped Box. Oh, oh what? I you. love that. No, no, no. I'm not saying it's bad. I just I don't. Oh, like dude, it. that's one of my favorite Nirvana songs. One hundred percent. I would also say there's. Uh, what the fuck is it? Forty ounces of freedom by Sublime. I don't oh, like. Oh, dude, I love that song. No, I no, love that I, album. I, I, I like Sublime in general, but that's the one. That's song a great I don't song. Like. <laughs> um, but like other songs that people don't care for, for like Sublime, I love like April 26, nineteen ninety two is amazing. That's a good one. Uh, oh, here, I don't, like, I don't like Monkey Wrench from Foo Fighters. Okay, uh, yeah, 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 I love that the makes Foo sense. Fighters. I don't like Monkey Wrench. I love Everlong. I got a tattooed on me. Fuck all you. <laughs> uh, I also, I mean, if there's another Foo Fighters song I don't like. Probably uh, learning to walk off their off their album "Wasting Light." I don't mind learn, uh, I don't mind that one. That, to walk again. It was overplayed when it came out. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I thought that uh, they, they recorded on the two inch reel and they gave you a piece of the reel. Was it your when dick you, when you bought the album? <laughs> I wasn't crazy about most of Sonic Highway. Yeah, Sonic Highways, Sonic Highways was cool, but it, it had wasn't some good like, song. I think this man, is honestly the thing with the Foo Fighters, and I like the them a lot. The documentary series with Sonic Highways <laughs> was cooler than the, the album. The thing with the Foo Fighters, they don't have an album that I consider 
amazing start to finish. I think every album is good. I think every album has a few great songs on it, and then they range from good to completely forgettable. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think they have that masterpiece album. Wasting Light, I think, is closest... To, you to need to talk that. into the mic more, Sorry. Dingus. As, as being like like their most complete record, you would <laughs> yeah, say. Yeah, I I, I, I like would Best say Best of You a lot. Best of You was a uh, what, what album was uh, that? Was that the album name of the album? No, 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 no. Because it was that a double was, album. Um, I want to say Echo. No, no, no. That was uh, one by one. I think was the no. Name that of the wasn't album. one by one. Google. No, yeah, that was. Um... Uh, Echoes, uh, uh, oh, Echo Silence, yeah. Patience, Grace, and that was a, that was it. a double album where yeah. the uh, second the second half of the album was all original acoustics, which is fantastic. Um, so yeah, the Foo Fighter. Um, I'm trying to think of other bands, there, like, there's, bands there's, I like that they have songs that I just have to skip over. Yeah, they're definitely out there. Um, I skip over Pulse of the Maggots by Slipknot. I don't like that one particularly. I, I like Pulse of the Maggots. I like that album. That song I tend to skip over. From, um, oh man, this I, is a I, tough if, conversation. If I had to skip, I would say. I mean, I would. I skip every Marilyn Manson outside of the beautiful people. I just don't care. I, I just don't like Marilyn Manson's sound at all. I, I don't like the gimmick. I don't like any of it in general. That's just what I think about that. Um, I, I now skip Slayer's Raining Blood because it's, it's same, been played too many times. The same, no, no, no. The same thing. I've heard it a thousand, a thousand. I'd rather listen to Angel of Death. You Okay, but you have to acknowledge that it is a great fucking oh, song. It's, oh, it's amazing. Okay. No, no, no. Right, I'm not right. shitting on it. I'm saying like I what he said. I have to skip it. I've heard it. I'd rather listen to Angel of Death. Honestly, or like when <laughs> Jimmy Fallon had Slayer on, and they just ripped Raining Blood, and Jimmy's like, "Oh my God, that was so, ha, 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 that was so good." He sucks, dude. Yeah, Fuck him. Who but, Fallon? Fallon is well, Fallon had Slayer on, and you could just tell after they played Raining Blood, you just looked at him like well, Fallon oh. is so an this is untalented asshole, <laughs> completely um, untalented asshole. I'm trying to think. There's like, uh, there's a Smashing Pumpkin song I don't really care for that people like. I can't think of the name of it off the top of my head either. Shit. Um, there's, I, I don't care for Bullet with Butterfly Wings. I, I've heard okay. it too many times. Yeah. Um, but like uh, uh, 1979's a fucking amazing song Okay um, Tonight Tonight's okay A little oh, overplayed yeah. I mean a lot Most of Smashing Pumpkins radio stuff Is pretty overplayed um, I, Their best stuff Is the stuff they don't play In the radio Which is I, a lot of bands I, 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 I skip over most Pearl Jam Outside of Even Flow That's about it I just don't I, I don't like Pearl Jam I think they're incredibly overrated can, I, okay. I, 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 can't, I can't name another album That I like Or nearly as iconic as 10 And there are very few bands That could even say yeah, they no, wrote well, a, After a 10 like Pearl 10. Jam falls in that Foo Fighters category That's for what me, I'm saying Where none of the albums also, I think are amazing I just but a, they have good songs I have a big issue If you release more live records Than you do actual studio records Then you should hate Bruce Springsteen too <laughs> I, I don't hate Bruce I, I, don't, I don't care I'd rather Bruce Springsteen over Bon Jovi all day Oh like, a million percent is, No Bon Jovi doesn't have a song I ever oh, want to hear Oh oh Bruce Springsteen 10th Avenue Freeze Out No one needs 45 minutes of that Get the fuck no. out of here No Josh do you need it? No. <laughs> Thank you. I love um, the song, okay. but when he plays it forever. Okay, so mine, it's, it's, it's a song I don't hate, and it's it's a coheated it's a coheated song. I don't hate it, but I've listened to it a thousand times. That song, "Running Free," I, I could very oh, much skip I over that. I hate the song "Black Parade" with a burning passion. That's, I understand. I, 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 I hated that album around. too, though. Yeah, I love that. I record. don't think they could have been a. Con I thought they were a very. I thought the co idea of doing a concept album was smart. They are not talented enough to do a concept album. It's one of my favorite. It's, Structurally, it's my I don't favorites. think they're talented enough. No, it's one of my all-time favorite concept records. But it doesn't touch like a Tommy or like. It doesn't even touch American Idiot. Nah. No. Okay. Did they have Black Parade turned into a fucking best-selling Broadway play? Well, you don't know because it was it also wasn't... 15 years after the fact when they. But did if it. it was that good and structured American properly, it's fantastic. If, I'm not if it was structured, if it was structured properly, stop it. What was that? If it's a concept album, it should be able to be structured into a Broadway play because that's the idea of it. Well, Black yeah, Parade you're telling a story. Exactly. Yeah. It didn't tell a good story. 
No, I'm sorry, it did not. Fine. There was good songs on it, but it did not tell like a good the song story. Cancer, Mama. Yeah, it did not tell a good uh, story. That to me was when I lost my chem. I, I lost my chem after that completely. Well, listen, I lost my chem after Danger Days. That album was trash. Yeah, that Danger was awful. really bad. That was really that bad. Was re- there's certain that bands- was right after they found out their drummer was stealing money from them and they kicked them out. Yeah. I remember well, he's a drummer. What else is he going to do? I mean, you know what I mean? <laughs> Actually, funny, Growhow texted me the other day. He goes, I feel like an asshole about this, but um, I only I only just started listening to the Beatles this week. What? He's like, I know the radio. So he's like, they're so good. I'm like, dude, like the original metal song ever is Helter Skelter. Yeah, like, come what? on. First metal song, first punk rock yeah, song. Yeah, exactly. So many different the first things. band to pull like live orchestras to their fucking songs, dude, you like know rock much, bands. I, I love it. I think it's Day Tripper. How much I love that great, song. Great fucking song. Or uh, I, I saw her standing there. Well, I was amazing. actually talking to Grow How because no. Wu Tang's playing AC this summer. Yeah, and no, I, I, I need to go. You actually, you, you dared me to go see him at Terminal Five, and then when I tried to buy tickets, they actually they jacked the prices back. Of course they did. Dynamic pricing, and it wasn't even the third parties. That's what's no, the, that's, terrible. That's what the venues do now. Dynamic pricing. Well, Speaking mean, of which, Josh, did you get WrestleMania tickets yet? Uh, no, I didn't. But Taylor, I did get the tickets to the Coheed and Mastodon show. <laughs> oh fuck yeah, dude! Let's do that. Stone Pony, right? Yeah. Fuck yeah, dude! I that's can't. That's cool. Want to see Mastodon? That's fuck a good yeah. show, dude. And they're playing Crack the Sky in its entirety. Stop. That's yeah, their dude. best record. It bro. is. Let's go. Well, do you know what Coheed? I mean, they're probably gonna play Dark Sentence. They're gonna play. It. They're gonna play a lot of um, Unheavenly Creatures, and then they're also gonna play some uh, some Good Apollo. Pro- oh, uh, Apollo Four. Or just the OG? Well, there's two good Apollos. No, I'm talking about the one with Welcome Home on it. Yes. Okay, cool. I'm down for that. Uh, I'm very much a big... I remember seeing Coheed in like 2000, when that album came out, and they would open with Welcome Home on Warp Tour. Claudio comes out with a 12 and 6 string, like a BC Rich 12 and 6 string guitar. Oh, and he's he, a fucking animal. Dude, he rips it up, and I remember crowd surfing as he was doing the fucking the solo. That was so cool. And now seeing him like over, like what, over 10, 11, 12, 13, I can't count, 13 years later, yeah. it's... It's absolutely amazing how now, like, that's, like, the encore or, like, the end of the set. Or it, I remember when, like, A Good House Atlantic came out for the first time, how huge that song was. Coheed musically is very hard They're to replicate. They're fucking brilliant musically. It's, it's very hard to hold another band in the genre. I don't even know what you would class. Just dude, rock when and people, roll. When people ask me, I, I can't even classify it. It's like, listen, they don't have a genre. They kind of do their own thing. All their albums are concept Bre- albums. Breaking news. Breaking news. What? China cracks down on funeral strippers. Uh, what? What? They have um, strippers at funerals in China. <laughs> and they crack down? What does that mean? So no more? <laughs> Not as many, I guess. So like, <laughs> so like, like the game cracked the, down does in the, China? Does the corpse get a lap dance? I mean... Like, <laughs> Like, when I die, I want there to be male strippers. Dude, dude, <laughs> Taylor's got to do my eulogy while do- doing the fucking Chippendales. Uh, I'm just, I'm just going to read the read the lyrics of a Marvin Gaye, yeah. a Marvin Gaye song. Let's get it on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I did have another story. Uh, we're expecting a call shortly from um, Chuck Lace with an AAF update. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, this story made me very angry. This was from The Independent, um, and it was written by a working stand-up comedian. Uh, as a new comedian working the circuit, oh. I'm appalled oh, at disgusting quote-unquote jokes creeping back into the industry. So I'll read this to you guys. Please. Last month, and what's the name of this person? I want to give him credit for being an adult. Uh, Liam <laughs> Evans on The Independent, okay? Who? Um, last month, I saw Finn Taylor's new stand-up um, show, When Harassy Met Sally, which made light of sexual harassment, the gender pay gap, and the Me Too movement. His intention might have well been to make us laugh, but I found little to enjoy in Davidson's Tribute Act. What kind of reactionary drivel was I being subjected to in the name of comedy? For a while, I sat there, seething, as a room full of doubtless well-intentioned punters were laughing along with his thinly-veiled rape apologism. Eventually, I left. 
Satire is a powerful tool. Tyrants have been always feared ridicule because there is nothing more likely to undermine authority than the sound of laughter. But male comedians like Taylor taking pot shots at women who have had the courage to speak Wait, out can hardly be punch described as punching up. As a comedy aficionado, I've seen a disturbing rise in this kind of victim bashing on the circuit over the past few years. I've got a, I've got it's got to a point where I have to research the acts on any given lineup very carefully before booking a ticket. Well, thank you for doing that rather than fucking complaining yeah. while you're there. I'll, I'll right. give you that for sure. Uh, quote, alt-right comedy might sound like an oxymoron, but the immense popularity of internet shit posters such as Pooh, uh, what's his name? Poodoo Pie? Oh, Poo- PewDiePie. The PewDiePie. Fucking, the I still, I hear Twitch. about him all the time. I don't know anything about him. Makes stupid and, money on Twitch. And Sargon of Akkad have, has persuaded some comedians that there is money to be made from belittling social justice. There's always been money to be made in comedy and making satire of social things happening from race to religion to shootings to terrorism to things like 9-11. This is what fucking comedy has always done. Okay? And that's not from the fucking article. That's from fucking me. So let's keep going with this jerk off. Okay. Speaking as a person of color, and not me, in an <laughs> irredeemably racist culture, I'm sick of being accused of hypersensitivity by straight white men like me and Taylor and not Josh who are blind to their own privilege. What makes them believe that comedy should be just for them? They're not saying it's just for them. I know. You said There's... Josh was gay, dude. <laughs> well, what, what happens at the turn? <laughs> He's a fan. <laughs> yeah, it's a perfect cover. He's married and everything. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. The I'm hallmark, sorry. the hallmark of a good satirist, is the ability to expose the follies of the powerful and the corrupt, not to embolden them at the expense of those who are already marginalized. One would have thought that after years of progress, the bullying style of comedy once peddled by the likes of Bernard Manning would have been consigned to the distant past. Depressingly, established comics who should know better are doubling down on their problematic jokes. The overly transphobic routine in Ricky Gervais's special humanity is a case in point, in which he repeatedly. De- Dead, na- dead name Caitlyn Jenner and claimed to identify as an ape as a mean to ridicule gender reassignment. Not what he did whatsoever. Nope. You want to take your own fucking context of words? Dude. I'm going to take my context of words and say you're just not a very good comedian or a comedian at all. I was pretty I've, fucking simple, you I've fucking asshole. I've never heard of this person yeah. until right, all right now. Last year, Dave Chappelle won a Grammy Award for his show, shows The Age of Spin and Deep in the Heart of Texas, both of which explicitly attacked trans people. Not what he did at never, all. Nope. He was equating what they're going through versus what them trying to compare it to what black people went through during Jim Crow years Dude, it's, and segregation. It, it's not a fair comparison. It's, it's not a new narrative that people taking what comedians say out of context clearly or mis or mis misusing the words like the whole Tom Segura thing or what yeah, happened. Of course. You know what it's, I mean? Like now finding out no, that oh Tom comedy, Segura wants comedy, to like, comedy comedians do not get the benefit of being performance artists nope. like an actor does. If I want to get mad about someone making a joke about transphobia, then fucking I should be mad at Sam Rockwell for playing a racist in three billboards. I should be mad at Robert De Niro for playing a rapist in Cape Fear, but it's the same fucking thing, and that's what fucking movies do, that's what TV shows do, but comedians are not giving the benefit of the doubt to their words, being trying to normalize things that are taboo, that are weird, by making them satire. You become acceptable through laughter with anything. That's how you cope with terrible things. I've made a million jokes about my dead dad. You've made jokes about tragedy in your life. You've made jokes about it. That's what we're supposed to do. And this asshole thinking that he could be the flag bearer now, for justice and comedy? N- fuck off and go watch your fucking Lena Dunham bullshit. Now, okay, I'm assuming he doesn't go anywhere near places like the Comedy Cellar or the Comedy Store. Of course and, and, not, because he's, he's not funny enough. Well, also, oh, exactly. So you, like, Oh, I'm, it, I'm sorry. I'm getting a call from Chuck Lace right now. Uh, we got to talk some AAF. I'm sorry. No, we don't. Hi, is this uh, Chuck Lace? We didn't hear from you last week. Hey, 
Tony, David. No, not that's not our names. Nope. Yeah. Oh, no. so so Chuck, uh, tell us about we're I think three weeks into the first AAF season. Um, can you give us some updates on uh, the state of the AAF? Three weeks in the what? <laughs> the AAF. Oh shit! Yeah. Um. Wow. <laughs> oh. Let me pull up the standings. Aren't right you now? like a field reporter? Uh, no, I kind of, kind of just hung around there, but I, they uh, let you hang around. They just let you hang around. Well, you know. So, um, so I, 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 before you look at the games, I want to ask you. Um, there were some reports about the financial struggles the AAF were having after the first week, not paying their players <laughs> and having to take a two hundred and fifty million dollar loan. Uh, can you please elaborate? <laughs> well, um. How much cash are they hemorrhaging? That's news to me. I forgot about this. Uh, <laughs> all right. Wow, you're giving Adam um, Schefter a run for his money. Oh. Okay, so um, <laughs> apparently according to AAF.com, <laughs> the Apollos are in first place with four wins to zero losses. So oh. I guess we could say that they're the uh, favorites to win the uh, whatever. <laughs> What's the title called? Oh, I, I don't know. Well, uh, I'm sorry, guys. I'm a little frazzled. I just got out of a uh, morning screening of Elite Battle Angel, and I'm a, a little juiced up. So, know? is this call brought to you by brought to us by Alita Battle Angel? Well, I can't say that for sure. I just think that that movie has tons of action, directed by Robert uh, Rodriguez in theaters now, starring Rosa Salazar and Christoph Waltz. Okay. Okay. And so, um, how are they doing on the Memphis Express? Well, the Memphis Express, they really wouldn't be the elite of Battle Angel of the League. They're one in three. Um, well, let's take a look at some. I heard things. they benched Christian Hackenberg for Zach Mettenberger. Is that the guy who played LSU? I know those names. You know those names? Do you? Yeah. All right, and what are your thoughts on, you? the, on the on the Mike single kind of like the ghost in the shell, where Zach Mettenberger's kind of like uh, elite of Battle Angel in theaters now? Okay, so. Uh, who is the, um, the front runner for MVP right now? I mean, I have an obvious choice, but who would you say? Uh, this is terrible. Are they in the league again? <laughs> you tell us. You You're our field them. reporter. Okay, well, uh, well, I guess they'd be on the Apollo, so let's take a look at their roster. <laughs> <I'll> say, <laughs> <laughs> let's look at the 4-0 team and decide who's MVP. Jesus Christ. All right, well, they do have... 10.33 passing yards in four games? That's pretty good. So, uh, 10.33 passing yards. Yeah, we're going to go with... Uh, this is terrible. Garrett Gilbert. He's, uh, he was my pre Gilbert? favorite. Gilbert? I think he should really be compared to the Alita <gasps> Battle Angel this week. So what did you think of Alita Battle Angel? Oh, it was great. It was action. It was a brief two hours and two minutes. I thought the uh, CGI was great. Highest grossing movie in China right now. Um, <laughs> Robert uh, Rodriguez does it again, David. I really, really highly recommend it. Okay. Um, okay, okay Chuck. About me. That's about the NBA, right? What no. am I talking about again? All right. How, how is your personal life going right now, Chuck? Oh, well, you know. Um, no, we don't know. That's why we asked you. What, say uh, you repeat that? Check- my check, what? 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 Huh? Who? Devin. Chuck? Chuck? Devin Tucker. Chuck. That Tucker. Chuck, are you okay? Pass the ball. Tell us about Tucker. your life. <laughs> okay, well, I work at the movie theater now because uh, the check for my previous employer bounced. And who was your previous employer? It's just like football thing. I, I don't, don't worry about it. Anyway, um, 
and they let me see movies. So I get one movie a week free. The last two weeks I've seen Alita Battle Angel. Twice? Um, <laughs> in theaters now. Right the <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry. Uh, uh, woman I said before, I lost my other phone. So My other phone? Uh, yeah, I got, I got two phones. One's from the uh, All right, American... All right, Chuck, I think we're about to... How are you guys doing? Chuck, uh, we're doing great, Chuck, but I think we're going to wrap up with you. That's All right, Chuck, room. tell us predictions for this week, and we'll talk to you next week. Go. Well, I think Alita Battle Angel is going to be the highest grossing movie for the third all right, cool. All right, Chuck, thanks so much um, for being prepared. Oh, uh, that was um, terrible. special. That was something. <laughs> I, I, Chuck is trying to call me again, and you just lost your screen, video engineer. Um, here, no, this this is what you do. Chuck. I need to be quick. My wife's in the other room. I need tw 20 bucks on the Rockets, 250 on this, the This is not your bookie. Cover. I'm going to buy up a Chuck, okay. Chuck, Chuck, this is not your bookie. Chuck, listen, I, I need I need to know right now the Birmingham Iron are they are they the front runners right now? Or are they the best team in the league with Trent Richardson at running back or what? No, I don't want to put on the iron. I want to put on the Kings. The Kings, like the Sacramento Jerry, Kings. Jerry, Jerry, I'm going to lose my fucking house. You need to put this better. All right, cool. Give me one second. I'll call you right back. All right, bye. Josh broke the monitor. Josh broke the monitor. Cunty, 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 cunt. Cunty, 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 cunt. Google gobble, one of us. We accept you, one of us. Google gobble, Google gobble. You stink, Josh. Pass the ball. I'm a Lannister, suck my cock too. Oh shit. Um. So did you hear about um the people sabotaging Captain Marvel on Rotten Tomatoes before it even comes out? Yeah. Listen, I I the trailer doesn't look great. No, it looks like duty. I also don't think it's fair until you see them. No, movie. I also don't I don't think it's fair to leave reviews for something just because you think it looks bad. If That's that, if that was the case, I'd be spending hours bashing to, Aquaman. To unplug it. Stupid idiot. No, <laughs> you kick no, it off? No, I unplugged it on purpose. I moved it from that one to that one. Is Josh right. being a jerk? No. So yeah, they, um, Rotten Tomatoes officially disabled the ability to leave reviews for movies before they come out now. Which is very fair. I think um, that should I think be it su kind of sucks because there's plenty of people that do get screenings in advance and then they could do it, but you got these fucking trolls that are upset about whether it's... Um, social justice stuff, a woman in the lead well, role. I was going to say, the same thing happened with Amy Schumer and the leather special. Yeah, People they, just they bombed, bombed her the on Netflix before it came out or without watching it, yeah. and they did it to The Last Jedi. To be fair, it was terrible. I'm sure it was, but um, they did it to the, the new Star Wars. They were leaving bad reviews for it, not even a title for the movie idiots. yet. That's I'm why. not picking up Chuck Lace again. He's no. still trying to place bets. I'm not doing it. No. Um, I'm going to pick up, and I'm going to mute him. Mute it so he can't hear us, but we can hear him. Okay. Um, so that should be fine. Um, we'll put it on speakerphone. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so let's just let him talk in the background for a while. It's fine. Um, <laughs> see how long he goes. So, yeah, I mean, again, Captain Marvel, I really don't have much interest in. Like, as far as movies coming out, I'm really looking forward to Us, which is in a couple weeks. Um, they're, they're dropping the trailer Tuesday for the her, um, director of Hereditary, his next movie. Okay. Um, which I fucking can't wait is, to see. Is it a horror film, or do we know um, It's about a horror it film. We don't really okay. know. About, it's There's a rumor that it could be tied into the, the, the demon from Hereditary, Pagan. Right. Um, but it, it's supposed to be, I think it's supposed to take place during, like, the witch trials and shit. Like, the Salem, Salem witch trials. Witch, okay, that's pretty so cool. So, I, I really don't know, but that's dropping Tuesday. Uh, obviously, Endgame I'm looking forward to. Avengers. Endgame, that's great. See, that's my, uh, that's my dilemma with Captain Marvel, because you can't not see it. Well, that's why I'm, you're going to see it and tell me what happens. Okay, there you go. Because <laughs> I, I don't think it looks very good at all. I, I don't know. It looks like the, the CGI specifically. Is this a Dragon Ball Z movie? 
And is she so absurdly <laughs> powerful that there's no point in even seeing Endgame? She goes Super Saiyan. Yeah, that's what it looks like. She's flying in space. It looks Super Saiyan. I'm like, what is this shit? I don't want to watch Dragon Ball Z anything at age 30. Goku come flying out. Just beat the shit out of her. It looks like fucking trash, dude. Yeah, but speaking of Brie... What's her name? Brie Larson. Yeah, sure. I just... I I was been rewatching the league. I can't believe that Rocky banged her in the league. Yeah, she was the uh, au pair. Au pair, yeah. And uh, what do they call it? A Golden Gate. A Golden Gate they're going to do. That's one of those shows. Did you go back? I told you to watch it. It's always sunny episode frank reynolds little beauties I, I, I missed it just because i've been trying to like write down my favorite rafi quotes and i just <laughs> i can't, of, I can't you, why don't you them. just go to youtube and make a playlist while no, you're doing it no because i wanted to write them down you can't just start pulling out lines like oh there's a good rafi line in here and then you have a fucking little pamphlet and go alphabetically i don't have a pamphlet i have a book why are you writing it down because i still live in the 20th century and I use a pen you and paper. fucking writing it by candlelight? Yeah. <laughs> I hope There's you don't fucking see my American cousin and end like Abe Lincoln, <laughs> you asshole. <laughs> I'll be John Wilkes Booth and you get shot, stupid. <laughs> Sorry. Everything's um, fine. So we're going to get a call you from uh, shot, USA Today best-selling author Jenny Trout in just a little bit. And I know almost nothing about her. So I'm going to be interested to see what buttons I can push here. Okay. Um, but we got that set buttons. up by the guys at Lobo Sound. Homies. The other question. So we did the, the worst songs by good bands. Who's an actor or an actress that does nothing for you? That is like, pr- keeps getting work. For me, it's Jude Law, 1,000%. I can't stand Jude Law. He um, stinks. I want to say Jake Gyllenhaal, but after I saw End of Watch, that changed completely. You didn't even see Nightcrawler. No. I mean, he's a, he's a fucking, oh, he's one of the best working well, actors. Actually, no, he was, he was amazing in Jarhead, but like, yeah. it just it did nothing for me. But then no, Jarhead End of was, Watch was obs- different. Yeah, End of Watch, he was, he's a great actor. Donnie yeah. Darko, he's great. He's been great for a long, long time. Uh, I can't, uh, I guess uh, Ryan Reynolds would be there outside of Deadpool. I don't Dude, care. Waiting, he, Waiting, he's great in. He's been in a lot of but good I'm, stuff for Ryan saying, Reynolds. But, he, but he's been in like a lot of like. But like, you like the Deadpool movie. I'm talking a guy like, no matter what they're in, you usually don't like it. That's Jude Law. Oh, okay. Yeah, like Jude um, Law, I, I don't want to watch anything with him. Jason Moma, he fucking sucks. He's terrible. I don't necessarily. Uh, uh, I don't necessarily have an actor I, I hate. If I, I know shoot. one that you've said you hated. Oh, Ray Liotta. Yeah, yeah, and that's crazy. I just don't like his face. He's he just got cast in the Sopranos prequel movie. I know. Which I'm is crazy. I'm just gonna deal with it. It's which fine. is crazy because he was actually originally asked to be Tony Soprano when they made the show, and he said no because he didn't want to play mobsters anymore. He didn't want to be typecasted as a mobster. Well, th- so that I'm was like right around the Goodfellas like, time, right? Who do you who do you think that he would be playing in there? Um, okay, Chuck Leish just texted me again. Uh, he said, "Hey, Baskin Robbins." Called. I want to follow up on the call. Large cake, chocolate, red icing, daddy sorry. I need it by 12, I'll pay extra. I'm doing the card online. If it declines me, let me know. Thanks. Okay. Okay, Chuck. All um, right. Oh, Josh, who do you think Ray Liotta could be playing? Because I'm thinking like Richie April or Feach Lamana. Oh, you, you mean like an old school, like uh, Richie April from back Rich, in the day? Richie, yeah, or Feach, the guy that, you know, they robbed the card game of to get made. Tony, Jackie, uh, Jackie April Sr. Um, that Ralphie d- dipped out of because he had the clap, which I actually think Ralphie was working with the feds because he somehow managed to disappear all those times. They leave a lot of questions well, like that in the show. Before you ask, what, what he pro- what about Tony B? No, because because they said that Tony I'm, B was I'm good looking asking. when he was young. <laughs> Ray Liotta's all, never been good no, looking. No, I'm only asking because no, I know that Tony was B. like a whole no, thing. I think that Ray Liotta. I think he's even too old to be uh, to be Richie. Richie. I would say Feach might be a right yeah. one. Feach, I could say. Um, there's a lot of old mobsters you can go with. You can go with the dudes that Junior was hanging out with that were trying to break him out at the end. Yeah. The ones that own the farm that Christopher and Tony B went up to. Mm-hmm. You could see that. I think Feach might be. Dude, imagine he's playing Hesh. <laughs> <laughs> I would fucking love that. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm trying to think. With the show, Josh, do you, have, do you have an actor or actress like you just don't like anything they're in? Yes. Who? Olivia Munn. 
Yeah, she kind of stinks. She's eye candy. I, uh, she's yeah, eye candy. You know what? Like, I feel she's lo- got no personality, no yeah. charisma, no charm. She was pretty good in the newsroom, but I mean, she was the worst part of X Men Apocalypse, in yeah. my opinion. Oh, by far. And X Men yeah. Apocalypse was low key great. I I don't I don't know if it was great. It was good, but it was uh, it was the worst of the the prequel movies. Um, the, Days the, of Future Past pissed me off. Days of Future Past was is the best X Men no, 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 movie I'm next saying, to two. I'm saying like watching Colossus get ripped in half was like rough to watch. I hated. it. Yeah, dude. But Days of Future Past was fucking fantastic, and now the new X Men looks horrendous. Oh, the uh, Dark, Dark Phoenix, Phoenix? Yeah. looks awful. What a what a strange decision to give away Mystique dying yeah. in the trailer. I just I don't get it because when I first watched the trailer, the trailer shows Mystique I, dead I, 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 and I, I, I her I funeral. Didn't see the trailer. So why I first tra- watched the trailer. Why, why are trailers doing this now? They're giving shit away. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. So it, it played out like a like a normal trailer. Right, like right, there was right. some regular Hollywood trailer misdirection. Sure. They show uh, Jean Grey as the Dark Phoenix, mm-hmm. like throwing Mystique, like really? just picking her up with you know her telekinetic abilities, throwing her. Mm-hmm. And then the next scene cuts to Beast and Professor X and all them at a funeral. So you assume trailer misdirection. Oh. She killed but Mystique. Then the, the but then the director comes out. The director comes out and goes, "Well, you know, the decision to uh, to to have Gene kill Mystique was, uh, you know, to to add a, a dramatic Who's effect to the movie." Who's this director? Simon Kinberg. What a fucking moron! Oh. Why would you say that? <laughs> I heard his name and I thought something. <laughs> Simon. Oh, oh, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. You can barely see his horns. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like that's just like why. As if they didn't fuck up the Dark Phoenix storyline in the X-Men movies once already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They want to do it again. Yeah. And poor Sophie Turner is fucking lumped into this. And it, it just looks really bad. And yeah. I mean, yeah, Apocalypse started to go down that route, kind of. And I liked, I liked Apocalypse, but compared to First Class and Days of Future Past, it was a piece of shit. It wasn't as bad as X-Men 3, not as bad as the first two Wolverine movies, but... It was it was um in the bottom I don't know. tier. X Men Origins Wolverine is pretty fucking bad. Yeah, the first two are uh, Wolverine movies. That's why I said it's not as bad as those oh, two. I, I, I misheard um, you. My I mean, the, the way I rank the X Men movies is X Two is my favorite one by it's far. Very good. I mean, actually, if Logan is we're counting Logan, Logan is at the top of the well, heap. You would have it's to. like Logan X Two, Days of Future Past, First Class, the original X Men movie. Then it gets weird. What was uh, <laughs> what was the one with um. Uh, what the what the hell's his name? You guys, you got the angel wings. What is that? That was, that was, that was no, that was the third one. Okay, no, the last stand yeah, was terrible. That, that was the first incarnation of Beast uh, was Dark favorite, Phoenix. Beast was my Kelsey favorite Grammer was, was Beast, and he, Nicholas Holt plays him in the new ones, and he's a hundred times better than oh, Kelsey Grammer was. And I love Beast, but they fucked him up in that movie too. That one, and they turned Wolverine into such a crybaby bitch in X Men Three. I love you. Yeah, that was so corny. <laughs> they they ruined Cyclops in the X Men movies, kind of from the beginning. Yeah. Um. It, it, with the early ones, but to me, X Men Two is like fucking. Perfect. I think they had the perfect guy to play Cyclops too. You know yeah, what I mean, like yeah. they had to look look just Absolutely. like him, but they fucked it up, dude. Dude, the so scene bad. in X Men Two when Ian McKellen breaks out and it, it was Mystique that gave the guy too much. Um, uh, what they, what do you say? Uh, mercury, too much mercury in your blood, and he took bullets out of him. That was he made, that's nice. a fucking great scene. I was yeah. gonna say uh, Ian McKellen as Magneto was fucking well, excellent. And the fact that Michael Fassbender is even better says a lot about Michael Fassbender. Mm-hmm. Fassbender is amazing, and Fassbender's been great in a lot. Richie, of good Richie pissed me off the other day because he was saying Jennifer Lawrence is a terrible actress the other day. I'm that's like, terrible. I'm like, you can't say she's a terrible dude, actress. Watch Silver dude. Linings Playbook. Silver Linings Playbook, the Hunger Games movie, she's good in. Listen, I, the X Men movie, she's good a in. A lot of people don't like it, but I watched that that movie Passengers with her and Chris Pratt. Oh, I she, hated it. She was. 
good. Though they, her, her and Chris Pratt were both really good, but but the premise was kind of lame. The movie it should have been better. It stunk. Yeah, it was a fucking lame then, piece of shit. Morpheus shows up for about twenty minutes, and that was yeah. about it. I'm I'm still hoping they do. Uh, there, there are rumors coming out that they're working on another Matrix movie, which I would definitely. We talked about I, this recently. I'd be so down for I, it. I can. I agree with you. Continuation, not a remake. Continue yeah, well, I mean, story. you can continue it, and it could be Neo, and it doesn't have to be Keanu Reeves because Neo is technically part of the Matrix itself. Right. He's as much human as he is part of the, the system. The, the the Matrix is such an interesting universe that they built. You know oh what yeah, I mean? I mean like, from the video games to everything else, it's, um, there, there's a lot they can do with that. Yeah. So I, I would hope they do that. I'm trying to think other movies that are coming out that I'm pumped for. Like I said, Us I'm really excited for because that looks legit. Josh, you've seen the trailer for it a few times. It looks fucking creepy. It does look nuts. Yeah. I, I, I just saw it uh, on a YouTube Oh, man, and he said, like, because Get Out, I didn't think it was scary. I actually laughed more at Get Out than anything else. Get Out was hilarious because it was satire just as much, and it was fucking brilliant. This one, he's like, there's no social message here. It's your, your, people are their own worst enemy. Brilliant concept, and it looks like the execution is done phenomenally. There's actually an actress in there that I hate everything about her, and that's Elizabeth Moss, She's in Us, the, the star of The Handmaid's Tale. Um, she, you know who she is. She was Jonah Hill's girlfriend in Get Him to the Greek. Oh, okay. Um, she was on Mad Men, Peggy. I fucking hate oh, her. Okay. She stinks. She is such a boring dolt that I hate looking at. I don't, I don't, I don't like The Handmaid's Tales, but I know it's like universally like loved, so I can't shit on it because enough people I respect really enjoy it. Yeah, no, um, it's, I guess. I mean, I, I can't even think of like another. I mean, oh, fuck. Google upcoming know. movies, Josh. Let's I, see, because just keep your eye out for the. Maybe the because I'm just in. so out of the loop, I'm more or less like I'm like I told you about this week. I'm I was more excited about the new I Prevail song. Yeah, yeah, I, which was very good. But let's killer. see upcoming movies. Um, uh, what are, what is the Dumbo? Oh, I don't care about Dumbo. Um, A live action Dumbo, get out of here. Tim oh, Burton directed. Shazam him. looks way too silly. Well, that's kind of what I hope they they have to do with DC now. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's see. Keep going. Let's see. Babylon. Uh. Don't look like. I mean. I don't know what any of these are so far. Nope. Wonder Park. Don't care. Don't know what Hurricane is. The don't know what the Highwayman is. Um. Iceman. Wait. What's this? The Mustang has a hundred percent. What is that? It just means that hundred percent people are excited uh, for the Highwayman. Actually, looks pretty good. It's uh, Woody Harrelson. And oh Kevin yeah, yeah. Costner. No, that, that does look good. You're yeah. right. Yeah, that one looks pretty cool because it's about who's they're hunting uh, Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah. Right. That looks pretty cool. Um. There's what's this, us. What's this? Steve McQueen. I'm that? assuming it's about finding Steve McQueen because oh, the title of the movie says. is Finding Steve McQueen. <laughs> I couldn't see the finding part. Shut up. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I tell Mumbai, what is that? The uh, is that? Never mind. I'm not going to say. Dumbo that. is going to make a lot of money. Tim Burton directed. It's going to make a shitload of money. Uh, let's see. Shazam. I don't have any interest in a vigilante. Oh, Pet Cemetery. I'm hyped for. Okay. Um, the 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 haunting of Sharon Tate. Is that the one with uh, Hillary Duff? When meanwhile uh, Tarantino's working on a a Sharon Tate movie. Sure. Don't care about Hellboy. Yeah, that, I mean... That's... Speaking of Hellboy, I hate Ron Perlman. He's a guy I don't want to watch anything in. Uh, his face pisses me off. Uh, let's see. Show more. Uh, there's not a lot of... Like, I don't see anything. Yeah, like, Hail Satan and it's a Statue of Liberty? No thanks. I'm good. It's got a Satan head on it. Does it? That's not the statue... Oh, yeah, it does. It's like a goat goat head on it. Uh, yeah, there's not much like here that I'm seeing. Uh, nonfiction. I don't what's know what this, that what's is. What's this Seth Rogen thing I see right here? Where? Right, uh, all the way to the left. Long, uh, shot, long shot with that? Charlize Theron. That actually got pretty good reviews in the early screenings of it. Um, it I guess he ends Yo, up. Yo, Detective Pikachu. No, looks shut up. Fucking no, awful. It doesn't. It, oh, oh okay. they're gonna say it looks good. Looks okay. 
awful, awful. dude. Uh, dude, no, I'm I I'm so done with adults that are excited about Pokemon. Oh, John Wick chapter yeah, three. John Wick chapter three has to be up there. I I'm I've been over adults being hyped about Pokemon for a long, long Listen, time. Listen, I'm not hyped on Pokemon at all. I I I more stick around more or less for nostalgia right, purposes, right and that's about it. Um, Godzilla and Rocket Man, the Elton John movie. Did you see the video of this dude that's playing Elton John? No, I haven't really okay. looked at it. Uh, yet. You can play it through your iPad, can't you? And it'll come through the. the yeah. thing. Okay, pull up. Um, I think his name is Tara. Uh, what, he's a kid from the Kingsman. What's his name? The Kingsman flicks. Oh, I know who you're Taron, talking about. Uh, Ed Egerton, I think is his name. Ed Egerton, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, type in like Elton John actor mm -hmm. Rocket Man performance. Not the he same performed guy. Um, with Elton John, Tiny Dancer. Oh, he did. You got to hear this Sid, this kid sing because Rami Malek wasn't singing in Bohemian Rhapsody. Jamie Foxx was barely singing in Ray. That Joaquin Phoenix sang and walked the line, so he deserved a little more respect right. than that. Um, so yeah, see if you could find this video and play the Joaquin. the audio through here. Because I heard this, I'm like, yo, this kid can fuck. He sounds like Elton. It's fucking crazy. That's I don't... pretty cool. I, actually, I I like this kid. I love the Kingsman movies. I really do. The first They're one fun. isn't bad. The second one was a. No. Uh, I had to turn the second one off. I love. I it love was, both. He he dropped out of the third one. I mean, I think most of the actors did because it got shit on horribly. The second one, I it didn't make any money. Yeah, I mean that's that's that'll, that'll funny do how it. Life turns out, All right, you got to hear this shit, and it's Elton playing piano. Uh -huh. so, wait till you hear this fucking because you can't even see the video. Only Josh can. Right. So you know, you could, uh, I actually like having around. I like having the audio come through on here. This is nice. That is pretty cool. Listen only to my this. left here. Okay. Yo, he sounds like Elton. It sounds like Elton when it came out, not like Dude, Elton now. No, not Elton. Hold me closer, time to dance. Yeah, but it sounds like he's doing fucking yeah. like doo wop. Yeah, can't go hiding. Listen to this shit. That kid is super talented. Here, give oh, him some. You gotta hear him when he hits the highs. Listen to this shit. Shh. Try it. Shut up. Dude, no, I, we're playing the audio. I know, I know. Dude, I, I, you gotta hear, it's, it's amazing. So I, I'm excited to see early Oscar buzz for him, for well, sure. Now, now, I'm, now I'm into it. I, I respect the he's fact that he's piano, actually right? singing. No, it's Elton playing piano. Elton's right there with him. He's got, he, he can harmonize very Yo, well. That's, that's hard to do. Once we get to the chorus, we'll cut off. Yeah. Because I, I was so impressed when I listened to this. I, every time I hear this, I think of uh, the bus scene in Almost Famous. Yeah, every yeah. Time. Every time. Oh, well, it's, I like Hold Me Closer, Tony Danza. Yeah, Tony Danza. <laughs> <laughs> I do love this song. I like most Ellen's music in general. Ellen's music is fantastic. Oh, yeah. Crocodile Rock. Benny and the Jets. Benny. Daniel. Rocket Man. It's amazing. Let's sing it out. How good my yellow brick road. Oh, great fucking, fucking song. amazing. Dude, yeah. can you feel the love tonight? Yeah. Lion King? Hell yeah. You know, yeah. he was the first, like, Disney singer before Phil Collins took that over. No, Julie Andrews. <laughs> Julia Child. Racist. Racist. Mary Poppins is racist. Julia Child's Julia Child. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> Julia Child's. Here's a chorus. Yeah, let me hear it. Let me hear it. Oh wait, it, it's just no, there. No, it those It's not Scott Stapp, stupid. <laughs> no, it is. That's Alan John now. <laughs> Can you take me higher? You shut up. You tell me to shut up. Would you shut up? Ready? Oh, dude, he can fucking rip it. 
so you can pause that now, turn off the song, and do whatever. No, but that that Thank one I'm, I'm excited for, man. That'd um, be cool. I, the fact, like I said, when he's actually singing, there's such a level of respect I have for that yeah. versus, like I said, the Jamie Foxes that, besides the beginning, were lip-syncing Ray Charles songs. Yeah. Joaquin Phoenix and Reese Witherspoon both sang and walked the line. To be fair, Rami Malek, no one could sing like Freddie. No, of course so, like, not. So it's do? no, of course not. But right. you know, to sound as good as that and to sound like Elton, because Elton's got a great fucking voice. Well, I was gonna say too. I mean, like that, that, that like. Only a voice coach can teach you so much if you yeah. have that type of ability. Like, oh, that's like, just like, talent. What? That's fucking talent. I'm saying like Bradley Cooper singing in A Star Is Born is all coach. You, like, you can <laughs> what, tell. One of my favorite uh, tweets I saw about Bradley Cooper singing, like, I thought Bradley Cooper had a great voice until I realized he was just doing the same Pearl Jam impression everyone tried to do in the 90s. <laughs> You know, you know, look, looking at this picture of Chuck Norris, I've, you got a heart on. I, I don't, I don't see a difference between Chuck Norris and Bradley Cooper really with the beard. Looks exactly the fucking. They kind of do, but Bradley Cooper's hotter. I mean, sure. Play something, please. I love you, Johnny Cakes. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Johnny Cakes. Um, Are you signing uh, the Skype, Joshua? Yes, I am. Okay, just making sure. Just keep your eyes out for the call because it should be coming in five minutes. Josh, did you hear the other two names that are rumored to be getting inducted to the WWE Hall of Fame? <laughs> I heard who the female is. This um, sounds like it's official. I heard who the female was. I didn't hear. Okay, so Tori Wilson is the female. The <laughs> The next one I heard is Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. Dude, I know. Is he a Hall of Famer? No. But is he a Hall of Famer? Yes. yes. <laughs> Entirely. Dude, you gotta just think, based on the barbershop window being one of the most iconic moments for Shawn Michaels' career. I want, I'm gonna I'm gonna play a clip from a Hulk Hogan and uh, <laughs> Brutus the Barber uh, promo, and I want you to hear what what Brutus says about his uh, his blades. Okay. <laughs> I mean, like, his Yo, fucking head Brutus is still huge, too. I've seen him at a bunch of the conventions. He is still a juiced-up goon. I mean... and Sorry, there's a little bit of... Why are you playing the team. Patriot? Like, the it sounds like fucking... Stage. Yeah, <laughs> Mel Gibson's about to come out and watch Heath Ledger Here die. Yeah. Brutus the Barber Beefcake <laughs> and the World Wrestling Federation Champion... World hanging on to a pair of eight <laughs> hangers, well, ready to do Hulk battle. They couldn't believe... Brother! ...in the barber's eyes. You know me, Gene. These are titanium steel blades. <laughs> he says. He says Titan. titanium steel blades. Well, he's gonna cut through absolutely anything. You know, I love the blades, Gene. The blades are part of me. Now, madness, Dude, it was so bad. Listen up, cause I'm gonna make them part of you. <laughs> Dude, dude, these 80s promos dude, and are what's so great is He actually has a titanium plate in his fucking head <laughs> from that parasailing accident he had. But let's be real. Is he worthy of being in the Hall of Fame? From a character standpoint, yes. From a <sighs> from an impact in the ring standpoint, no. Like, I'm trying to think of, like, guys that recently... There was someone recently that got inducted where everyone was kind of like, should they be in? And, like, they said Rikishi. I'm like, yeah, Rikishi should. Godfather yeah, should. Because they were such huge parts of the Attitude Era. Brutus was just Hulk Hogan's best friend. Yeah. That was literally the long and short even, of Brutus. I can't even think... Did he ever even have an Intercontinental title run? Dude, his run in WCW when he came over as part of, like, the group going after... What, Google what Brutus's uh, WCW name was. Because I remember when he made his WCW debut. It was, like, the same group that 
like had the Yeti and shit. The fucking giant mummy that came out and attacked him. Wasn't that Kevin Nash? Let's see. Uh, what was his WCW name? Here, click that. Um, he later worked for World Championship Wrestling under a variety of names. Uh, scroll down to ring names on the right side. Uh, the bo- Yeah, he was the booty man in WCW. The so man. Google the booty man if you want to see his fucking outfit. Yeah, oh he... God. The booty man. Yeah, he... Uh, poor Brutus. <laughs> Booty man. I don't I like. It was literally just brutal. <laughs> Dude, fuck? everyone wore the same shit. Yo, w- it, looked, it was like he's about ready to like uh, teach a jazz or something. You never class. saw the Yeti Taylor? No. Show him what the Yeti no, was. No, the Josh. Yeti was Kevin Nash. No. No, no. The Kevin Nash was the Oz the Great and Powerful. That's the one. Right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> the Yeti WCW is one of my favorite things. It was literally just a mummy, <laughs> and he's appearing with AEW. <laughs> Oh Dude, so fucking bad. They brought up the Yeti when they already had Big Show. Yeah, right? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> when Big Show was still able to do moonsaws and shit. Jesus, dude. Missile dropkicks off the top. I gotta say, nothing. I gotta give WWE some props, because what they did on Raw and SmackDown this week, specifically the Batista angle, was phenomenal. Did you yeah. hear about this at all? Not really, no. So they did Ric Flair's 70th birthday celebration, okay. right? And it was the end of the show, and they're, all the wrestlers are out waiting for Rick to come out, and then he doesn't come out when his music hits, and you, they show the camera backstage, and you see someone walking to the, Rick's locker room, and I'm like, I had heard Batista was might be doing something. I'm like, oh, is that fucking Batista? You would think he, he went in, stuff. and he's dragging Ric Flair out, and he kicked the shit out of him, and he's getting Triple H's attention, asking him for um uh, for a WrestleMania match, more yeah. or less, which they're going to gimmick the fuck out of that match, which is the only way those two old fucks can do it now. Makes sense. Batista will blow up in two minutes. He has to work a tec- technical uh, match. So... um. Let me just tell Jenny well, that we're ready for you. Well, I was gonna say real quick. So I was just I just looked on Facebook very. Can quickly. you pull up Jenny's um, Wikipedia page for Dude, me? And the first thing that pops up is, is when you yelled at Colucci for taking the last copy of Foxcatcher. Jenny Trout is and her you, name. And you just go, "I'm coming. I'm gonna come there and burn down the house. But first, you will blow me." <laughs> Colucci uh, goes. Wiki, go to keep going down go, Wikipedia. She has a yeah. There you go, Jennifer Jennifer Armin Trout. And goes. No, I won't because I deserve it. Deserve it for what That's reason? Perfect. I want to be blown before the jacuzzi. <laughs> yeah, I was very. Mad at him that day because he didn't even see Foxcatcher and he bought it because I liked it. Foxcatcher, and then fantastic. he, but he had. If you look, he originally texted me if I wanted to go buy an Ultimate Warrior action figure. No, yeah, the action figures are my only sexual contact. Colucci, <laughs> grow up. <laughs> <laughs> he he wanted to blame you. That was the best part, Josh. He goes, oh, Why did Josh wait, put wait, it on wait, hold for you? Wait, 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 I'll read. I'll read it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I told him it's gonna come to his house. Josh didn't. Uh, Josh just unplugged the the thing again. Fuck you. You are dead and you don't even know it yet. Say good night. <laughs> Go ahead. Hi, Jenny. Uh, is it, are you on the line? I don't hear anything, Josh. I don't hear nothing. Josh? Did Josh, did you screw up? I don't think so. Hello? Jenny? Jenny? Hello, you now? Oh, oh there we go. Jenny, we can hear you now. How are you? I'm great. No, hang on. Now, who is already dead? Because that's like the first thing <laughs> oh, I heard. Okay, okay. No, no, no. So we're, we, were, we were talking about a, um, a thing that came up in my time hop today when I was very angry at one of my old co-workers at Best Buy because he bought the last copy of a movie that I went to the store to buy and he didn't even see it or know anything about it. I went and saw it in the theater and then he took it from me and he just deserved to get yelled at at that point in time. <laughs> Because that's what friends do. So, uh, Jenny, you are on uh, You Watch, I Listen. I'm Dan. I'm Taylor. And we got Josh sitting over here, our video engineer. Um, And, uh, yeah, we actually had this set up by the guys at uh, Lobo Sound. Um, And you Mm -hmm. are a USA Today best-selling author. Is that true? That is absolutely true. Under an old pen name, I hit the USA Today list. That that is fantastic. How many books have you had on the USA Today list? 
Uh, just that one. But then once you do it the one time, you say it forever. Oh, of course. So. I absolutely would. If I made the be- <laughs> the list of anything, I'm in. Like, I'm going to gra- brag about that. For, I mean, there might be some lists that, I don't want to be on. That's, but. A, that's immediately the first thing anyone says before my name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, right. The, I mean, like, when I die, it's going to be in my obituary. It's should, like it should be on your, graves, your gravestone. Absolutely. Like, yeah, I've been, sure. I was nominated for it's an Oscar. Honor. Yeah, I, I don't know what would be on my gravestone or my obituary. <laughs> like, massive disappointment, Dan Perosi. <laughs> <laughs> so you um you were telling me earlier this week that you are concussed right now. Uh-oh. I am. I'm getting a little bit better, but boy howdy, I was knocked down for a while. How did you get concussed? Yeah, I've had 3 concussions in my day, diagnosed at least. There's probably like 10 other ones. Yeah, I've had a few <laughs> myself. I played yeah. football yeah, so, up, so how did you get concussed? Explains the stupidness. It's so not a fun story. The first time I ever had a concussion, the story was incredible. It was like I was trying to do a sick backflip okay. on, like on a knee board. <laughs> okay, that sounds up. sick. Yeah. I was like, that was amazing. <laughs> and then now this time it was I tripped over the dog. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I, what kind of dog? How big is this dog? Uh, it's, this is a beagle. He's not. <laughs> Did you trip on one of the ears, step on it, and then fall? <laughs> That's usually what will happen. And super confused about everything. He's 17 years old. Oh, so wow! 17 like, years for adult. That's pretty amazing. That's 17 time, years. Yeah. Wow. Oh, he's basically a corpse. I mean, I'm not like, <laughs> you know, like oh, he's so cute. I mean, he's the grossest, oldest thing. <laughs> Smells ever. bad. His breath sounds oh, like oh. he's already been yeah, cremated. Like, <laughs> just sounds like he's talking about me at this point. Yeah. Oh, that, that's oh, it's so gross. I, so I've had three. Concu- <laughs> I've had three concussions in my day. The first one was from a wrestling class. I just got dumped on my head. The second time, I got kneed in the head in kickboxing class. Awesome. And the third one, I was drunk in Atlantic City, and I tried to do a somersault into and I but I somersaulted headfirst into a steel doorway. And um, I woke up in the morning, and my friends are like, uh, "Are you okay?" And I'm like, "No, my my head really hurts." I'm like, oh, like hung over. I'm like, no, physically right here. Oh yeah, dude, you. <laughs> somersaulted right into a doorway. That's awesome. <laughs> he said it was a thud and security came up because yeah. of it. <laughs> Dude, I, 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 ended up, I ended up in the hospital. I, I woke up in an ambulance not knowing where the hell I was. And <laughs> strapped stayed. to a board because they thought, I broke, they thought it, uh, I broke my neck. And then they thought you broke the axle of the truck. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Taylor. That was mean. <laughs> so what are you working on these days? Are you, are you trying to get back on the USA Today bestsellers list? You know what? Um, getting back on a list is like nowhere... like. I always try to tell people this way. When I got on the list, it was for a book that they paid me a $5,000 advanced for. Okay. All right. I've never been on the list again. You can't live off $5,000. So now I'm a self-published author and I make a lot more money as a self-published author, but the chances of hitting the list as a self-published author are a lot lower. So these days I'm just more concerned with paying the bills and not having to wear pants at work. <laughs> yes. And yeah. I can uh, care if I get on a list. I, you know, I, you know I, I don't wear pants at work and usually they send me home. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. I get to do that. So I'm like, I'll take that over working a day job and then maybe hitting a well, list every now and then. I, I saw you, you had posted something about um, a GoFundMe for legal fees. Are you being Are you being tied up in litigation right now? Oh my God. Yes. Actually, while I am here, so I will go ahead excited. Yeah, you sound excited about getting sued. I wish okay. I could be. I wish I could be that excited about anything. And you're excited about going to court. I'm more excited about <laughs> leaving. <laughs> like okay, like I have a concussion too, so that might be making the situation more funny than it is. But CTE, uh, yes, always a laughing I, matter. Hilarious. Right. I run a truth. blog, and on the blog we had uh, I had a thing going, and it was the stupidest thing ever, where it was co- it was called double steve bonus monday and every monday without any 
explanation for why I was doing this. I would post a picture of a guy named Steve, and I'd post it twice. Okay. And just any old Steve. Just anybody named Steve. Okay. Well, I ran I like ran Steve from Blue's Clues. Right. Yeah. I think actually he's the reason he was it, like it inspired it. Actually. See, I'm on the same wavelength as you. We're you this are is exactly perfect. On the same wavelength. <laughs> so I posted this photo of Steve Forbes, and at the time I had no sort of idea of like I was still in this sort of like the internet is the wild west and you can do whatever you want. And I had no sort of idea that using an image in a parody does not itself make the use of the image parody and therefore fair use. So I am being I'm I'm being sued. I have to settle out of court on this uh, over a picture of a of a billionaire, which is hilarious to me. <laughs> yeah, he's going to sue you, the the, the self publishing right. author. <laughs> because yeah, he's really hemorrhaging cats. Yeah, it's Steve <laughs> right. Forbes. Yeah, it's the, it's actually the uh, it's the is that the photographer? Guy who makes the yeah, the photographer. Yeah, it's the it's the photographer who's who's suing the me. The person uh, that took the original oh, photo. Oh, okay. Yeah, of but of a picture of a billionaire, I feel is hilarious. Yeah, but yeah. So I have to settle on that, and I just thought I would like. I've been trying to warn people, like, yeah, your understanding of fair use might be completely different from sure. the actual like governmental understanding of fair use. Yeah, and maybe don't put that picture on your Instagram or something. You you have to be very very careful with um, using other people's photos. I work for I do the web design and marketing for a, a ticket company, kind of like StubHub. And we have to be very careful with the photos we use often, even if they're public domain, because these photographers, what they do is they they search for their photos to see if they're posted anywhere else. So Mm -hmm. that's how they probably found you. Um, There's like little things you can do to change it. If you ever need advice on how to do that so you don't get in trouble, please let me know. I will be happy to help out and screw over someone that's being a douche. Good. (laughs) (laughs) That's like what I live for. (laughs) Yeah. So I mean, in this case, it's like kind of douchey, but at the same time. I, as in the field that I'm in, I'm not really going to go like, oh, copyright lawyers suck because like, I yeah. don't need one. Someday. No, no, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, Jenny, I, I just wanted to ask. So, you know, it's it, you, you are a, a best-selling author and now you are, uh, I guess you said, um, um, an, an independent author. How exactly did you get into writing? Was that just something like you always had a passion for, like you like you in English class in high school or like was it something you found out like later in life? You know what I mean? Right, right. Okay, so it's kind of a weird story. Um, we like weird stories. I, yeah, it's not necessarily how people generally come into writing. My grandmother was a writer, um, and she was a fairly popular um, romance writer in the 1980s. Uh, her name was Peggy Hanjar, and okay. she, for years, would tell me, people would say, are you going to be uh, an author like your grandma? Are you going to be, and it's like, no, I want to be my own thing. I exactly. don't want to be the, You don't want to be the next so-and-so. You want to be the first you. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I want to be like my own thing. I'm never going to be a writer. Well, years go by and I ended up dropping out of college to have a baby. And I had always enjoyed writing things, but I was never going to pursue it. And it was my grandmother who said, look, you you do like to write. You should sit down. You should try to write something. Show it to me and I'll tell you whether or not you should submit it somewhere. And so I wrote three chapters and I showed them to her and she went, this is fantastic. And I'm not saying that just because I'm your grandma, you know, send this away immediately. And so I sent it off um, to a publisher and thinking I had six months to finish the rest of the whole book. And they got back to me in two weeks. And then I had to sort of bullshit a whole book out of nowhere. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes when the pressure's on is when the best stuff comes out. Well, that's what happened. And they ultimately passed on it. But the next publisher picked it up. And then from there, I've just been a writer ever since. So their uh, their loss was someone else's gain, pretty much. Exactly. So, exactly. Um, what do you have a book that you've written that you consider like your best or your favorite work? 
that's really hard because right now, even though they're not all in print, I've written 40 novels. Okay, wow. There are definitely some, it's a lot, and there are definitely some that at that pace, somebody will say, oh, I read such and such, and I loved it, and I think I don't even remember what happened. I can imagine writing that many, there's some that kind of slip your mind, because when you're in a groove writing-wise, I'd imagine it just kind of pours out, like almost to the point where you don't even realize what you're putting out there sometimes. I mean, and sometimes it's like, I think my favorite book that I've ever written is one called The Boss, which okay. I wrote as Abigail Barnett, and it's free on all platforms as an ebook. Um, so I plugged myself. Yay! I yeah, always forget to do that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, I really like that one, and it, it just came about, just it was really fun to write, and I'm still writing that series, and it was great. But there are some books that people absolutely love, and I can't remember details. Yeah, I see. So. I'm looking at the the Boss series. So it was the, the Boss was the first one, followed by The Girlfriend, The Bride, The Hookup, The Ex, and The Baby was released in t- 2015. Mm-hmm. And then there was The Sister had come out as well at some point. Oh, see, your Wikipedia and... page needs to be updated then. Maybe I'll take care of that for you. Oh, I have a Wikipedia page? You, I'm, so looking, I'm looking yeah, at your looking Wikipedia at right now. Right now. You, have a, you actually have a controversy section. Oh, I'm sure I do. I'm sure I do. It's probably over that stupid Thomas Jefferson. There you go. Book. I'll read. Yep. I'll read this to you. And I'd like you to elaborate on this because I find this oh, interesting. Because we, we often we will dive into subjects like this that um people are very torn on in different ways. So it says in 2015, Armin Trout. Your name's easy for me to pronounce because it's the same name as a character I really like on Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. Uh, Mike Armin Trout. Yeah, I heard about that. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah. So it says in 2015, Armin Trout led an internet campaign to have Fiona Freeman's book Thomas Jefferson. Jefferson's mistress pulled from bookshelves and book lists. Fiona Freeman is a poseidon of a writer of erotica. Sidium. Tomato, Sidium. tomato. Uh, the book oh, is the book was a recasting of the story of Thomas Jefferson and his mistress Sally Her- uh, Hemings into vampire fiction. Uh, you, are, you, you mounted the campaign calling the book an atrocity and claiming that it advocated rape and racism. So we're obviously not familiar with this. Can you please uh, yeah. elaborate a little bit? Yeah, well, the first thing I'm going to say is that Armin Trout is not even the name I was going by at the time. I don't know who does Wikipedia, but I, like legally, everyone that's does, not Wikipedia. Even I, does Wikipedia. I've, I've, been, I've been banned from Wikipedia for messing with pages before. Uh, okay, so. w- w- Wikipedia just asked me for a donation this morning. Yeah, I never give them anything. No, so, never. So tell us about what happened with Thomas Jefferson's mistress. So what happened with Thomas Jefferson's mistress? It's kind of funny. Is it's not really funny. It's just terrible. But somebody was telling me about this horrible book that they saw, that was about or this horrible thing that this author had said that they were going to write a BDSM romance about Thomas Jefferson and Sally Hemings. Yeah, that's that's a that's a little bit of iffy territory. It's not like Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. That's just like. like more like yeah maybe not so i went online to find out more about it and i found this couple uh that was this alleged couple who were who were writing these erotic romances and one of them was about thomas jefferson and sally hemmings the thing about them about these books is that they were i think like a dollar 99 or something they were 19 pages long Oh, I know um, what kind and, of books you're talking about. They have a lot of those yeah, on and, Amazon that's like, right, Donald Trump fucks a dinosaur. <laughs> right, right. Except for like, you know, instead of like Chuck Tingle who does them and they're kind oh, of Oh, we funny. love Chuck Tingle. Hell yeah. Right? <laughs> it was it was like almost like they were trying to do that, but the text inside had nothing to do with what they were selling. It wasn't even necessarily a story about Thomas Jefferson and Sally Hemings. Oh, so they were just using the uh, the title, I guess, to sell and then it had not, nothing to pertain to the... Uh... The subject matter. Yeah, it was kind of copy-paste. And so I put That's a thing funny. out on my blog where I just said, hey, this this book is, is gross. They're using the, the idea of slave rape as a whole thing. You can't write about an enslaved person with their enslaver, you know. Sure. And they're using this to try to sell these books that are don't meet the 
KDP format standard anyway and then some little there's like some little dude from i think he's from long island or jersey city or something like that sounds about he's just like some little grease ball who (laughs) runs around and and tries to get people to pay attention to him and he and he decided he was gonna fight for those authors against me because i'm terrible and then he claimed that he found out that they were that 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 they were black and that i was doing something racist against Ah, them and i'm like there's no proof that these people even exist and it became this huge blow up that it that turned out to be like literally nothing The, the people lost their amazon account for scamming yeah, system, well, but- so it, it even sounds like the Wikipedia controversy makes it sound like it was about it's something entirely different than what you're saying. So that's yes. so, of course, yeah. on the Internet can never be especially Wikipedia can't be too reliable. They don't even have your most recent book up to date. Nope. <laughs> so, yeah. so, so I mean, I mean if, it, if it's even still under Jennifer Armentrout, that doesn't make any sense. So. Yeah, I, I mean, it's it, this is the Jennifer Armentrout Wikipedia page. So I think it's just breaking down because it has, you know, um, your your pen name on here for which books it has your blood tie series, your light world, dark world series, your standalone novels. Um, so based on the standalone novels, I see you wrote one called American Vampire. Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm a huge horror buff. So I wonder if you got inspiration from any specific like horror authors or anything like that. That is straight up a love letter to Stephen King. Oh, that's amazing. He's cool. uh, that, The first book I read, like adult novel I read, I was in fifth grade, I want to say, and I read Stephen King's It. Um, and mm. I mean, I was it's very young book to read when you're and, well, yeah, and it's also here. like 1400 pages. Yeah. Um, but my mom had all the Stephen King books and I had been watching horror movies at that point. And I had seen the, the Tim Curry miniseries movie before I read the book. And then I read the book and it like opened a whole new world for me. And I went back and I read Salem's Lot and Cujo and Pet Cemetery. So, um, yeah, I would say a love letter to Stephen King is very fair. And it's cool to see that Stephen King is his work is being revisited and it's kind of capturing the tone of his novels better than previous movies did yeah you know i got into him around the same time i i feel like he writes in a style that's so accessible to everybody that yeah i, I find more and more people that say i started reading him in fifth grade and sixth grade yeah. and seventh grade that was you know, because absolutely that's the reading level yeah and it, it I, I agree with that entirely and it opened up uh, like thomas harris novels to me i'd seen you know silence oh, yeah. of the lambs but i remember i got they, they we took a field trip uh, our engineer um josh and i were in elementary school together they took us to barnes and noble and the, the books i bought were red dragon silence of the lambs and hannibal and when i got back to class my teacher took my books to call my parents about this <laughs> and my my dad was like that's all he bought like oh okay like that's like not even the least that they were worried about they told I was going to come home with some really weird stuff like oh, to like them the anarchist yeah like that yeah anarchist cookbook mein Kampf that's what they were expecting me to come home Jeez. with and I'm like that's not what I'm reading I want to read scary books come on I mean I guess mein Kampf oh, is my scary my, I mean you know <laughs> um, but uh, yeah so it's only written by um, Hitler I, I want to so we're a podcast that's based in movies and music so there's some questions we like asking guests and um, I'd like Great. to dive into this so number one what's your favorite movie of all time I know it's kind of a tough question but I'd like to oh, hear oh my gosh no preparation okay um, not a popular answer but Wolf of Wall Street we were just talking about it Wolf is, of Wall yeah, Street not on this episode I, I do like Wolf of Wall Street quite a bit it is a very fun movie now I, I guess what would be what would be like uh, I, I don't want to say favorite album but I guess like what would be like your favorite artist like a band band or artist or like favorite album by them as well Billy Joel and uh, his best album was Glass Houses okay see okay. I'm not I'm not a huge Billy Joel fan but I, I have to respect him if he could sell out Madison Square Garden as often as he does all the time how yep. can I Every time. people go go crazy for it Um, did you keep up with the Oscars at all uh, a little bit a little bit via Twitter did you have any thoughts on uh, the winners 
Um, well, I mean, nobody liked the Green Book one, see, I don't th- think. See, th- so if nobody liked it, we're the only three that did. Because yeah, I- so <laughs> I, I saw every movie that was nominated. I make, I make it a point to see every movie nominated. And of all the movies nominated, that's the one I probably enjoyed the most watching it. It could be mm-hmm. because Tony Lip is kind of the guy that Vigo Mortensen plays. He's kind of a legend in this kind of area. He's, yeah. you know, he was on The Sopranos. He's been around forever. And... Uh, I just enjoyed the movie, and I understand the backlash and controversy around it. I personally don't subscribe to why people are mad, because we were talking about it earlier. They used Black Klansmen as the argument, and they were saying Green Book made up things for the point of the story. But Black Klansmen did the same thing. It's just the things that they like that they made up fit what they're trying to push. So I have a hard time with that. But I thought Roma was going to win, personally. Um, that's me- everybody kind of felt like that was going to win, and that's why it was such a shock. Yeah, well, I, everyone gasped when Green Book won. I was shocked too. I was like, I was, I was happy it won because I loved the movie, but I was shocked it won at the same I th- time. I, I think you texted me when it won. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. The yeah. only thing more shocking was a few years ago when they screwed up and said La La Land won, but it was Moonlight. <laughs> it was Moonlight. I, I lost the entire it. cast of La La Land is on the stage. I, I, <laughs> I lost it. But like other movies nominated, I enjoyed Green Book. I enjoyed A Star Is Born, Vice. I enjoyed those ones. Yeah. The, um, the only the only movie I knew had no chance was uh, Black Panther. Yeah, sure. and that Bi- was the only one. And Black Panther was good, but it wasn't. I don't think it was like Best Picture good, no, <laughs> if that makes all. sense. It's going to be a long time before a superhero movie wins. Best I mean, Picture. if The Dark Knight couldn't win Best well, Picture or even if, be if nominated, Logan or, Logan. or Logan, both of those couldn't be nominated. Yeah. And those those to me are like the the gold standard of the comic book movie. Yeah. And even going back to Tim Burton's Batman was an incredibly well made. That's movie. that's with uh, Danny DeVito's oh. Penguin. No, that's the second one, Batman I'm sorry, Returns. I'm sorry. Um, so, being a horror fan, do you have a favorite horror movie ever? I I, I like those kind of questions because yeah. I could talk horror all day. I can't. Favorite horror movie? Yeah. Okay, so based on what? Because I think most horror fans probably have the same scale in their mind as to my favorite one that was like so bad it was hilarious or my (laughs) favorite one that was actually really good. Favorite one that was actually really good. Okay, I think my favorite horror movie... And I hate it, and I never watch it, but it's the one that scared me the most was The Exorcist. Okay, that's that's a fair one. I mean, right. we, we did a conversation on the show once that was like, if you can go back in time and see any movie in the theater when it came out, what would it be? And I said The Exorcist, because I yes. remember I, my dad and my mom telling me that what the theaters were like. People chanting in the theater, the power of Christ compels you, people passing out, people sprinting out of the theater, throwing yeah. up. To me, that is unbelievable. Um, my favorite, it, it, it's really hard. I'd probably go between between like Night of the Living Dead and re- recently Hereditary. Hereditary was I don't know if you saw saw it, Jenny. Did you see Hereditary? I haven't seen it yet. Oh but my god! Good. Uh, you definitely need to. And my biggest okay. my biggest issue with the Oscars was that Tony Collette got screwed out of an Oscar nomination because of all the movies I saw in 2018. She had the best performance, male, female, whatever. She stood out to me more than anyone in any movie by far. Honestly, I heard people saying that, and without seeing the movie, they're like, oh, Tony Collette was robbed. And I'm like, yeah, she was. Yeah, see, like, I don't care what he's doing. Taylor's, well, not, a, Taylor's say, not a horror I'm, fan I'm, at all. He scares easy. I can't stand horror films because I hate being scared, and I just, I'm just i so gullible sometimes. <laughs> so like, I believe it. But like, I, I watched Hereditary based on hype alone and how Dan hyped it up for me. It's one of the best movies I've ever seen, and Tony Collette absolutely did get screwed. Uh, I watched so many horror was, movies. Dude, just and- to give you an idea, dude, like uh, the, the, the remake of the, uh, what the fuck, the Michael Myers. 
Myers one. Halloween. 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 Creep the fuck out of me. <laughs> I, I had to leave. <laughs> I had well, to go to my friend's I, house. So I watch a lot of horror movies, and I don't really scare very often. There might be moments in well, movies yeah. that creep me out, but I don't think anything sticks with me. When I saw Hereditary, it really messed with my head for a solid week or two after I saw it. So I definitely suggest you put some time aside when you can. You watch Hereditary because oh, it, it, it's it's disturbing. It's it's as much a psychological thriller as it is a horror. It, because it, it reminds me more the, of psychologically. The, the movie, it, to anything. me, yeah. it's entirely almost, not to say a love letter, but it's about grief and loss and how people deal with it. And that's before the weird horror shit gets involved. Oh, now, now, I'm just, now I'm just reliving it in my head. It's Ugh. like between recent horror <laughs> between recent horror movies, Hereditary and The Witch were my two favorites. The Witch was crazy. I was crazy. about to say The Witch. I fucking love... Sorry, I don't mean to no, swear. No, say whatever you want. Uh, yeah, go for I, it. I loved The Witch yes. specifically because it was such a slow burn. Absolutely. And everybody was talking about how, oh, it was slow and it was boring that and was it wasn't the point. scary. That was I'm the like, point. Mounting tension is the point. And that was amazing. It was. It felt so authentic with the old English tone uh, dialogue they were using, using journals from that time and everything. It it felt yeah. so real. And then I, I I've told this story recently, but I was watching the movie with uh, my girlfriend and one of our good friends, and. Uh, they were like kind of bored in the middle of it and then the last half hour when it really kicks into gear they were horrified they both got scared to death when the black philip shows up and what's that like to live deliciously yeah it's a creepy it's a beautifully shot movie and i could say the same thing about hereditary um very well directed so i definitely suggest uh make that appointment appointment viewing the witch the the witch is the reason i hadn't watched hereditary yet because (laughs) I had watched it and I was so scared and I said I've heard about hereditary and somebody goes oh it's the same kind of feeling you get the same kind yeah. of it's like the same kind of mood hereditary is like, more disturbing okay, now I'm afraid yeah. to watch hereditary I w- I, hereditary is straight up disturbing yeah. like it, it, it really there was some imagery in that film that messed with my head for quite a while yeah, and I like I said the now. fact that a horror movie stuck with me after leaving meant a lot so well, I uh, am so see, in. That, that was like me when I went and saw it yeah it in, scared in the theaters you. like that freaked me out but it was so well done I can't help. You didn't have like the it experience when I was a little kid. No. I was afraid to walk past storm drains after I saw the Tim Curry's mm. it. That mm. that was horrifying <laughs> when he put Georgie like yeah. that. That was creepy. And as good as Bill Skarsgård was, the Tim Curry one terrified me when I was little. Right. All right, Jenny. Um, do you have anything you want to plug before we wrap up? Um, not. I, I don't. I don't think so. I kind of forgot that I was here to plug things. Um, <laughs> so where can people I have- find you? <laughs> uh, you can find me uh, at jennytrout.com. That's where my blog is and all my books and stuff can be found on there through various clickings of links and uh then i'm on twitter jenny underscore trout and um i'm always on there talking to somebody yes you are just like me i'm always just kind of (laughs) riling people up though um so jenny thank you so much for taking some time with us and we'll have you on again soon we really appreciate this was a lot of fun yes Thank you, and, and I'll let you know when I watch uh, Hereditary. Yes, you must. You, how about that? When you watch it, we'll have you back on to yeah. talk about it. Okay. Perfect, Jenny. Thank you so right. much. Have a great day, all right? Thank you. you Take too. care. Bye. Bye. What, what a fun person. She was cool, man. That, that was, was really that was cool. cool. For not knowing much about her, she could hang. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. She, that, that was really cool. So why don't we wrap up with some hot takes? Um, you go I, first. I'm, uh, what, me? Yeah, you go me. first. Okay, my hot take. 
I, 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 there's like there's a couple things I want to say here. Go ahead. Um, I, the, I this isn't a hot take. There, there'll be a thing I want to say, then a hot take. Last week, my hot take was giving respect to George St. Pierre and his retirement. I have to do another one in MMA because Mirko Krokop had to announce his retirement this week, unfortunately, because he had a stroke after his most recent fight against uh, Roy Nelson. Right. Um, there is a strong argument to be made for Mirko Krokop that he is the greatest combat sports athlete of all time, a K1 champion, an MMA champion, uh, arguably the greatest striker the, the sport has ever seen, arguably the greatest takedown defense the sport has ever seen. Um, didn't have a great UFC run, obviously. Ended by the... You know, not ended, but really the highlight of it is getting kicked by Krokop. Um, but truly a spectacular fighter. And uh, my hot take. Now, the Mets. It was bound to happen sometime. The Mets. So, uh, the big news in baseball this week is that Bryce Harper signed a 13-year, $330 million contract with the Philadelphia Phillies, adding to... Got a humongous dick. And I got big balls. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so they signed Bryce Harper. So now that lineup, the, the front four of it is Gene Segura, JT Riamuto, Bryce Harper, Andrew McCutcheon, Odubel Herrera, Mikel Franco. Their lineup is absurd. Their rotation is Aaron Nola. Now they have a closer in David Robertson. And the Mets having thin outfield depth now that Jeff McNeil has been moved back to the infield with the lingering injuries of Todd Frazier and Jed Lowry. Go out and sign Carlos Gomez. <laughs> so, you sign Carlos Gomez. <laughs> Wilmer Flores is crying somewhere. Yeah, Carlos Gomez, <laughs> who, by the way, was a Met in 2007. They trade Carlos Gomez in part of the Johan Santana trade. Then he was supposed to be traded to the Mets in 2015. Trade fell through because of a busted medical. Instead, they traded for Jonas Cespedes, who then carried them to the NL East and then all the way to the World Series. And Carlos Gomez never really had a great season after that. Adam Jones is out there on the free agent market. Josh knows better than anyone being a Yankee fan how good of a fucking Oriole Adam Jones was. He's not the same player he was, but he is better than Carlos Gomez at this point. And, you know, is it depth to... You know, I get it, sure, but he's he could play all the positions. Adam Jones is a better version of what Carlos Gomez was when Carlos Gomez was good! And you sign him? I know Adam Jones is going to get more. Go sign Gio Gonzalez, please. Don't make this a fucking total loss. I don't want Dallas Keuchel. I'd rather have Gio Gonzalez. I don't want Carlos Gomez. I'd rather have Adam Jones. I'd rather have Carlos Gonzalez than have Carlos Gomez. Instead, you sign a guy that stunk last year for a fucking good team. Now he's coming to a team that was bad last year and he's supposed to be good. Get the fuck out of here, Brody. This is a dog shit move because of dog shit owners on a dog shit team that's going to finish fucking third in their division because they're not as good as the Phillies and they're not as good as the Braves and they may not be as good as the Nationals. And they sign fucking Carlos Gomez. Yeah, that 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 was that was the Horse that was shit. his reaction. Literally the day before I texted you, they should sign Adam Jones yeah, and did. Gio Gonzalez. And then I fucking see oh they said Carlos Gomez. What is this fucking 2013 when he was good? I I feel like that this is the same thing when they signed uh, uh, Batista last year. Like, oh well, he used to be good. Yeah, well, oh, that, that, that's the fucking Mets. Oh, that's look who saying. they got. Look <laughs> who we got. Saying. The one time they signed a guy that was coming off a good year was Jason Bay, and how'd that go? <laughs> <laughs> Not well. So they said fucking Carlos Gomez. Oh if they like, I'm so hyped for baseball season because it's baseball season. And then they do something like this with a few weeks till the season starts. Fluid hey, all the way to the top, dude. yeah, fluid to the top, fluid to my fucking ass. Because Carlos Gomez's ass, this outfield's ass. Besides Nimmo and Conforto, oh. fuck off, dude. You don't like like Keon Braxton in some parts. No, no. He, dude, I'm just the, 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 the truth is, dude, the reason no one's ever heard of him is because he ain't shit. 
He's he's a he'll be playing in July when everyone on the team is hurt because that's bound to what happen because it's what they do every year. They get my fucking hope up and by fucking May, half the fucking rotations on the DL, half our power hitters are on the DL. Mickey Callaway can't get a fucking sentence out and fucking Sandy Alderson has cancer on the A's now. The fucking Wilpons are another fucking Ponzi scheme and I'm the asshole still going to 15 games a year and giving them all my fucking money because I'm a cunt. Yeah, well, that's going to happen to me too, dude. It's going to suck. Thoughts every, and prayers. Every, thoughts and prayers. Every single Saturday, more than likely, it's I'm It's just be like, I, I don't understand the logic and where this comes from. To sign Carlos Gomez when a viable player that is good for 20 home runs and 80 RBIs in Adam Jones, when Carlos Gomez in his best year, I think, had 20 home runs and 80 RBIs once! <laughs> Opposed to Adam Jones, who was like a perennial MVP candidate in the fucking AL East. Oh but no, God. let's sign this guy that couldn't pass a medical with us three years ago. I'm sure his fucking hip is much better now that he's fucking four years older. Jesus Christ. Assholes. No, I agree with you. Thoughts dude. and prayers. Not, Go. This doesn't make any sense, right. but I guess my hot take is I'm tired of people putting too much stake into the NFL fucking combine. It's fun to watch. I agree with that entirely. That's about it. But it doesn't mean shit. No. Because, listen, Don Terry Poe, as much as he's had an okay career, right, with Atlanta, with Kansas Remember City. Remember his combine? He was a beast at the combine. What right? about Vernon Golston? Vernon Golston. One of the greatest combines ever. And look, look how great he did for the not Jets. Not a single sack. Jets. Not Jets. a single sack. Yeah. Fifth it, overall in 2007. It doesn't mean anything. I will it's, say. It shows some measurements. It shows some athletic well, ability. If a guy sure. is uh, per, like on the brink of a first round pick the combine can boost him up there you know who just made themselves like a the probably the first wide receiver taken is that dk metcalf dude he didn't even have like a 42 inch vertical 6'3 230 he ran a 4.3340 that's did you see what this guy's built like dude he's built like a fucking dude, shit he's, house. he's built like sean oakman but he's talented yeah right well <laughs> i well, say no, the well, combine thing, is definitely well, entirely I mean, too overhyped and the, it does better ratings in the nhl by the way yes it does but <laughs> no but the, the combine can help nobody out, cares about hockey <laughs> the combine can help certain players like when you saw Jadavia and Clowney run a 4 3 five. Oh my god. That yeah. was absolutely like there are some players that are just freaks, but it doesn't translate to a great player. Like quarterbacks shouldn't be doing the combine. I, I don't have a problem with quarterbacks not throwing. Your pro sure. day is better Absolutely. than the combine. Why do is? quarterbacks need to run the forty time? People Who are pinned to Dwayne Haskins. He didn't he wasn't lower than five seconds in the forty time. He's not a scrambler. Why he should never he be? Has been. That was why I respected Ohio Lamar State. Jackson saying no to running the forty. I'm not a wide receiver. Well why? just watch the tape. Yes. You can see He's the a game. Heisman trophy winner, not because he stood in the fucking pocket. Why, why do you have a forty time is cool. Not gonna lie, it's cool. That's oh, it's about cool it. to see when people can break it and shit like that. Listen, like but again, it doesn't but translate. Someone like Chris Johnson showing up to watch John Ross won the forty. Oh, Get the that was fuck so out of here. I, Chris Johnson bragged about his forty for so long. Chris Johnson is one of the biggest crybabies in you NFL history. You were CJ two K one year, and where the fuck did you go then? CJ two K. Yeah. What did I say? One K. Sorry, two K. CJ one K. No, but like It'd be I bad said, if you only the, did that once. The, the, the combine holds really no weight whatsoever as far as athletic ability. Look at people that are that are great players that didn't do great at the combine. Terrell Davis, Hall of Famer. Philip Lindsay, not invited. Right? Yeah, exactly. It does, it, exactly. It does, I'm only using Broncos because that's what I know. Rod Smith, not invited. It doesn't matter how good you sure. do at the combine. It's how good you do at your pro day and how good you do throughout how training camp in the preseason. And, 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 how about this? How about how good you look on game tape? 
pretty simple. Because you know, the you can't funny, you can't thing about put, football is that you actually have to play. Yes, to find out if a, you're good. A combine can't tell you how good a wide receiver gets off the press or how good a tight end can chip. Yeah, it, it d- doesn't work that way. Listen, obviously there are plenty of exceptions. Calvin Johnson, sure, Peyton Manning, sure. there's all these different exceptions, but it, the, the, they're, they're the measurables. Holds they're way measurables. Too much it gives you an idea. If you're trying to run a speed offense, you want guys that have fast forty yeah. times. If you're trying to run a power running game, you want to have offensive linemen that have good bench presses it's, it's and like, things like that. It's like people getting on Kyler Murray for not throwing at the combine. I, might, I think I'm, I'm can, starting to think he might go first, over, first overall now. I mean, I don't. I, and if then the Cardinals do, trade, it's, a monu- someone, it's a monumental mistake. Well, I think Murray, if, as long as he stays healthy, I think he's going to be a fucking animal. I think he's going to be a, gr- a great player in this league, but I think if he goes first, I think the Cardinals will make a, tra- a tragic mistake. I don't think Rosen is as bad as people like saying last year. He had a terrible team around him. No if team. If a team trades for him, they have a potential to have a franchise quarterback. Listen, man, you still got Larry Fitzgerald back there who could still play very David well. David Johnson can still David play. Johnson build an still, offensive line. You, you got to build Pretty a team. Simple. If you give up on Josh Rosen, you're giving up on, on a kid one year into his career. That's terrible, and it's a bad look for the organization. Absolutely. So, um, combine... Fuck off. The other thing I was talking about. Wait, watch. when we were talking to Jenny before, she said something about being on lists, and I said I was, I was about to say I was the on Schindler's. Thing, <laughs> the, the, first, no, the first thing I thought of was like, where's Chris Jericho when you Yeah, <laughs> you just made the list. Josh, hot take. Uh don't have a hot take this week, but I do want to throw out I want to throw out some praise. Uh we talked prayers? about it earlier prayers? in the sh- Thoughts no, and prayers? Yeah, thoughts and prayers. Thoughts, thoughts and prayers. prayers, thoughts and prayers. Um, fired, LOL. Uh it's we talked about it earlier cock. in the show. It's such an incredible thing uh that big, big Roman cock. Reigns is back. Yes. Yeah. Uh and that Roman Reigns cock. is ready to go. Oh my god. <laughs> Dude, he's got <laughs> headphones now. I know. I know. I know. Um uh so I know we make a joke out of it uh, sure. about my uh my Laziness around the WrestleMania tickets thing. Uh, I will be getting <laughs> no, WrestleMania it's tickets. It's not laziness. It's uh, nothing. <laughs> because I want to be there. I want to go crazy when his music hits. Sure. You know, to kind of stick it to all the trolls that didn't fucking stand by him before this Absolutely. whole thing happened. You know, yeah, the character is what it is. He gets overwritten. He gets pushed to, to the moon. Yeah, over the sure. bo- Overbooked. But him as a wrestler, as an entertainer, is Fantastic. great. Uh, I'm excited that he's back. I'm excited to see him back. And uh, thanks to our new audio capabilities, I'm going to play us out with something Go that ahead. I think really Go encapsulates. Ahead. Guys, this is episode 42. You watch, I listen. We will see you next week. We'll see you in the next oh. time. See you or see you at another time. Peace out, yo.